Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic and nerd destination, where you can see me probably crying in a corner and with generous support from listeners like you. To learn how you can support other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. on i'm brian it's been a while since all of us have been here and all of us are here i've got jared to my left boom oral to his left ni hao motherfuckers uh bj to his left trump nation really yeah girl (laughs) and our steam producer and all things flame on pat yo so let's just start with that the election that happened yeah yeah where were you guys when the the world went to shit i blew up at my mom oh 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 wow because that happened oh man see i didn't get a chance to blow up at anybody but i definitely could have several people i never swear in front of my mother but every single explicative word i could think of i just it just flew out of my mouth did you use the c word no i just just went you know fucking shit fuck just so now were you in person or on the phone this was in person she was in my car when the like the this was coming in or this was wednesday oh okay okay Okay. so tuesday night i had a concert uh got done around 8 30 went to dinner we're all on our phones checking the news 5 38 of course all that stuff and it really kind of line ass 5 38 i know seriously no now they, they were the closest, though. Yeah, they no, no, the I'm only not... ones that actually, you know, people want to talk about Nate Silver and how he got this wrong. You had sites like HuffPo that were like, she has a 99, 99.9% chance of winning. There shouldn't even be an election at this point. We should just hand the crown to her. <laughs> and, you know, everybody wants to now talk about echo chambers and... Like, the buzzwords coming out of this fucking election are, are giving me more agita than the election itself. But... 
Nate Silver in, in 538, you know, when that was creeping up to, you know, 36, 37%, 38% chance, that's a chance. That's a, oh. that's an honest If you have a 40% chance. chance of rain, guess what, girl? It's going to rain. Yeah, no, no. Like, I just said that as a joke. Like, oh, yeah, poles, poles sure. are poles. Yeah. Like, but what's funny to me is 538, they, what, so you don't know, 538, they aggregate poles into a computer model that's based on many different factors, but it takes in this data, the polls from everywhere. And then they go, all right, this person has this percentage chance of winning. They've tracked it throughout the whole election. They have consistently given Hillary a higher than likely, you know, higher than not chance that she's going to win. But it got down as low as I think when this, uh, the, what's her, Combs, the FBI thing came out mm-hmm. in like a, like a month ago. Like it gave her down to like a 60% chance of winning. Well, that's 10% away from a 50-50. That's a coin flip. Many people criticized them and said, you guys are crazy. I don't know what you're doing. Your model's broken. She's going to win. It's going to be a landslide, yada, yada, yada. And again, they were the closest because you had just so many models saying 90%, 80, 85, 89. Anyway, <laughs> that was the fear creeping in. Well, so 538, there's models on their website. So we were checking that the whole time. But they also have a podcast, and I highly recommend it. They're still doing it. And what's fascinating to me now, even though I probably should detox from this whole thing at some point, 538, like they're doing analysis of the the those the polling data and the um, exit re- exit exit returns, right? Mm-hmm. Exit exit polling, mm-hmm. and they're really trying to figure out how did they not just miss it because I mean they feel like they were pretty accurate, you know, ultimately, but like how did the rest of the media miss it? They're doing kind of a meta analysis. They're not they're not just looking at the Trump presidency sort of coming into thing they're doing that too but they're doing more than that so it's really good um anyway so i was glued to my phone and then as the dinner goes on of course like 10 o'clock things start to really like the shoes are dropping everything's going south and i go to parliament mm-hmm. and parliament the bear den oh my god it was like a wake oh i was there yeah it was brutal you were you were there when i was there after i i got there like right after you okay left. yeah so i mean it was I mean, some of our friends, friends of the show, I was like consoling because I was sitting there and they were looking just like it was the end of the world. Oh, this is what happened when Obama was elected for the Republicans. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, only he didn't run off of a platform of hate and bigotry, yeah, supporting yeah. millions of people yeah. and building a wall yeah. to keep another country from ever stepping foot in our country. Yes. He was just going to come for their guns, which, wow, they what never a shitty away. president, because eight years, <laughs> and he never took their guns. <laughs> hmm. I was, I was just, I, I got off work. Did you just skip over me? No. Were you about to talk? <laughs> I didn't yes! Look at you. <laughs> God damn it. No, I, um, I, I was at work. Um, oh. when I, I, and I kept checking polls and, um, when Florida fucked up again, I just, I, that's when I had made peace with, this is not going to go the way we had hoped. Right. But at least we were what? Like we were one blue island in the middle of uh, a sea of red. Yeah. It, the way it breaks down is pretty much where your, um, major secondary education happens mm-hmm. is all blue. No. So it was our area. It was Tampa. It was Miami, mm-hmm. um, yep. Lauderdale, mm-hmm. um, that one little area as you head towards the Panhandle, where I think 
uh, UF UF yeah. is mm-hmm. okay. So there were like like where all of our major college yeah. universities little, are. Little Blue Islands. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> I started drinking, <laughs> and then I went to Parliament where. Um, this entire time I'm like, I'm going to do everything I can to see Randy Rainbow. But by the time I had gotten there, I knew that Pennsylvania was probably going to fuck us over. Um, I saw states that we've always counted on kind of waffle in and out. Michigan. Michigan. Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I can see. Michigan, you knew better. And I can't (laughs) wait for Mad Max times. Um, (laughs) it... Do not become addicted to water. Yeah. I I saw him. I saw Randy Rainbow and he was just like, I would say seething. And every day since then, I wake up and I think about his, his victory song. Everything today is Hillary Rodham from uh, Thoroughly Modern Millie. And it's just, you just, you tap dance to it in your head because it's the what if. It's we are now we have now moved out of the main timeline continuity. We're no longer six one six. No, and we're living in an alternate universe slash timeline where shit's about to go down. Age of Apocalypse or Days of Future Past. This it's, is this is the darkest timeline. It's yeah, I would say it's probably. Oh, I want to say right now it's Days of Future Past. But Days of Future Past, in my mind, always leads to Age of Apocalypse. Somehow, some way. Because, like, right... Days of Future Past is more, like, policy, like, politics and policy-driven. Yeah, and everything that that happens in our current, eventually, something happens and leads to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas Age of Apocalypse, we'd have to change our our past in order to come to that that particular future. Well, I like, so. did you share or like the, somebody on Facebook? Like, I think you did the, uh, like time travelers must be visiting 2016 because oh, <laughs> they yeah. really fucked up the timeline. <laughs> Is 2016 just a case of too many time travelers coming back to fix things and fucking it up even worse? Mm. I just, it was, yeah. So, um, I am, I am not surprised, but we'll get there. BJ. Yeah. So I got off work and, I had a very good conversation where I work with a lot of people that live out in Polk County and everything. So usually I'm this whole election time. We've been very just not talk about it. But then everybody at work was like, oh, we're all voting. We're all voting for Hillary. Well, we never said who you work for. I don't know if you want to not say. Oh, no. Oh, no. I think that I think they technically own Patreon. They'll fire my ass. Okay. (laughs) But let's just say I'm not shocked that that's the case. Yeah. So but everybody at work was like, yeah, no, no, he no, he can't. No, he and and I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is a bad omen. All the rednecks and people that are moderately racist are all getting along with my voting choice. This doesn't bode well. So I just went home. I cooked. Hold I, on. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. When 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 everybody gets along, I'm like, I think about that. It's dark times coming. So I just went home. I I was well. I didn't go home. I was house sitting for some friends and I got super drunk and. Um, cooked stuff for we were having our work potluck the next day, and I'm like, I better make something good because I feel like this is just all. Wait, hold on, let me back up. Your voting choice. They were saying they were voting for Hillary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you, entire you were, department. You were. You were. You had a bad sense because they were all. Yeah, because saying they were voting nobody for at my job gets along with anybody else. We all hate each other. But you would think that would sort of bode that 
she's going to win. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. That To me, that just means we need to band together because if we don't, we're going to die. Well... So yeah, it was it was a sad evening, and uh, the next morning was no better. I actually took a mental sanity day. You try to run karaoke through the apocalypse happening. How was mm-hmm. that? Oh, you did really well when I was there. You were you oh, were good. I detached at some point. I think I was in a fugue uh, stage. I saw that. I, I I literally saw the moment where you you shut down. Like and so you're still doing it. Oh yeah, but I you're went just on pure like instinct going through point. the motions, muscle it, memory. Like literally. Um, Dominic Ford, who um, runs DominicFord.com, uh, been one of our vendors, really great guy. He was like, oh, I'm in Florida for the next couple of months. I need to come up for a karaoke night. And he literally walked up to me and was like, hey. And my brain didn't even process who he was at first. I was just like, what do you want to sing? And he's like, hey, it's Dominic. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hey, hey, all right. What do you want to sing? Like, it just, it was when you just kind of see, like, flashes of fire and brimstone, and you're like, I need to sing a happy song now. <laughs> I'm just gonna do this. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so, the light at the end of the tunnel. Who went to Pride this year? Well, nobody. Oh, I, no. <laughs> I did for an hour and 13 minutes before I had to take my ass to to host karaoke. Aww. I was. I, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was there from noon. On, well, actually, no, I was there from eleven thirty until about five. Um, when it was the seventeen hour parade finally ended. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Wait, hold on. Let me ask you a question. This yes. is totally relevant to people who went there. Was there a break in the parade or not? Like, well, I let me let me uh, kind of relate my okay, my experience there. So as I'm walking from my apartment downtown. Uh, I see a lot of people decked with red, white, and blue stuff. I'm like, oh, wait, there are people here for the Veterans Day Parade. And the parade is going the exact same route from, uh, what is it, Magnolia? Yeah. And so, like, I see this wonderful intersection between uh, people that I would stereotype as, like, these um, proud nationalist, you know, rednecks, and then on the other side... On Lake Yola is all these people here for pride. Oh boy! But there was a blending of the two of those together, and I thought that was a very beautiful thing. Yep. That is good. Well, yes. and I think if it were any other area, mm-hmm. I think it might have been more of a problem. Yeah. But thankfully, um, you know, as we mentioned, we are in a, a blue county. We are of in a blue island. <laughs> Cling to our orange trees. <laughs> <laughs> so, so was there though, like, like some kind of weird break in the parade? Um, I didn't really uh, watch much of the parade. I was I was at the EA booth. Uh, oh, uh, well, most of the kudos time. to EA for having a booth. There. Yeah, yeah, I saw them, and I saw this cute couple of like. I, oh, I was it were... the uh, uh, the guy with the long hair uh-huh. and then uh, his uh, his uh, black boyfriend? Yeah, yeah I was just like, yay, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. miscegenation. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, needless to say, we've been. Um, in sort of an odd mental state, I think, for the past few weeks. Well, that was that was a good like breath of fresh air. Like I, I needed that, just all oh, of yeah. that positive energy and just this up, upbeat, uplifting experience. Did you have a similar experience? Uh, well, I I just went. I pretty much just did one lap around the lake because I was I was like I really am not in the mood to go to this thing because I'm just not in the mood for all the people. But I went anyway, which was a terrible mistake oh. because 
half halfway through the through the lap, I had an anxiety attack. Oh no! And so I was like, this this we're just gonna we're just gonna duck into the popsicle shop, and I'm gonna buy four shots worth of alcoholic popsicles. Oh! And and we're just gonna ride this out. Um, and then I won a free haircut from Floyd's. Cool. And, uh, there you go. I was like, okay, all right, we're we're gonna end this on a high note. We're gonna go home. <laughs> uh, you know that bingo game that you, me, and Eric used to play? Uh, yeah. I only got up to BIN. Oh, I'm so proud of you. You Thank have God. cards. I got, how, you gotta tell me this. I used to say every year I went to gay uh, Disney gay days, I was gonna do a bingo card, and I never did. No, like it's it's not even. You just you sh- shout out B. Oh, you just make up shit. And someone oh, no, will go it's B-I. because of you know. Uh, Oh, score, oh that kind of scorecards. I yeah, see, I yeah, see. Yeah. Oh, what that's is, what, what we're is doing. this? It's, it's uh, Pride Bingo. How many you slept with is what we're saying here. Yes. Pride or Gay yes. Days Bingo. Yes. Yeah. So like anytime uh, you walk past somebody that you you had relations mm-hmm. with of the Colonel variety, it gives you a, a letter. Yes, the Colonel variety. So, Colonel corn involved. How many how many cards do you end up filling out every time you go oral? Actually, I've only got it to bang. So mm. I <laughs> well. Is that because of you? Are, is that because you avert your gaze and just stare at the ground for the rest of the night? <laughs> well, no. See, uh, when I when I I haven't been to Pride really like like Pride Pride and mm. like I'd say two years. Um, this time I didn't count cause I only saw one person I knew and I had like, I, we were just like friendly towards each other. Um, but up until that point, I'd always just kind of made sure that my, my dalliances were kind of like out spread of, out. out of state, not out of state, not that Tourists bad. only is what he's Different saying. Different counties. No, <laughs> only sometimes. <laughs> you know, look. I drive is a wonderful place for you to meet lots of different people. You have dinner, you talk. Oh my god. You might have a drink or two. You might just go to the. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. In the past two months, I might have been on I Drive when nobody that I quote unquote knew was there. But if you ever need to park on iDrive, you could just go to like the or like the i, the yeah. Orlando i, and parking that parking garage because it's free. This you is know, good information. And, that's and, a nice you, know, and then you walk. You know, that's where that's I nice was. Tip. That's where I was last Tuesday for a mixer during oh. IAPA. Oh, mm. uh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got holes. <laughs> in different area come no, right. <laughs> um, so, so for for uh-huh. backtracking so i think that what really helped me came days later um a friend of mine invited me to hourglass and i'd never been to hourglass oh, brewery like this. Nice. it's really cool I yeah something. it's i i love that place that place was really neat and i met all these new people and they're laughing and they're joking and like um you know I'm making new friends and new like connections and that really helped because what I realized and what I've always realized is that white America going to lie. Yeah. They're going to lie straight to your face. They're going to say that they're voting Hillary, but really they voted for Trump. Oh, in, oh yeah. in huge swath. Oh. Not no, no, those people were cool. Okay. But like just like when in you general. look at the exit polls, yeah. And in seeing the breakdown, like I think the sh- the shy Trump vote was stronger than they realized mm. yeah um i think people <laughs> voting against their own interests because um other people other religions and and races and orientations have been made a scapegoat you think we would have le- like people would have learned by now 
Yeah. Like to, you know, to read about history, knowing like how things like this play out. And then you're just like, no, 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 it's totally unaffected. I read this article. I do not suggest reading this article because it's like from a historical standpoint, we know what's coming next. And so it's the rise to power. It's a, like a, a period of destruction um, because, quote unquote, we're overdue. And we've had a lot of stability over the past 80 plus years, like since since um, World War Two, we've yep. had a lot of stability and everyone thinks, you know, uh, Putin's annexation of Crimea, um, Brexit and the Trump uh, election are all like separate points. But history doesn't work that way. And so looking back, it'll be, oh, yeah, how could no one have seen these connections? And people are like, no, we see this coming, but you're not going to do anything. Oh, because we're once again isolationist and we don't live in that in that world anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, we're, we're at the tipping point where it's it's not necessarily too late. It's going to be tough. But I've always lived in America that was tough. So, you know, having people, a, a lot of people now realize, I had so many people come up to me and say, I never thought he would have, he would have won. I'm like, well, you know, that's why you vote and you do the best you can. He's like, yeah, I didn't vote. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, mm -hmm. I didn't think I, one guy told me I couldn't vote for Hillary and I thought it was rigged in her, in her favor. And I'm like, and so now that you realize it wasn't, you're just like, I just thought it was rigged. I'm like, but. But elections, like, we've got a really good election system. Yeah, but Trump was right. The election is rigged. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, it's, we can do a lot. We're going to have to fight a lot. And when, you know, things such as, you know, Muslim registration, which is totally days of future past, right? Yep. When, yeah, they're going to tattoo? Do you think they're going to mark them with the barcode? That's why you got to, like, when stuff like that goes down, like a high tide raises all boats, but low tide, when you're buried in the sand, will drown the person in front of you, but it'll also drown you too. Yep. So like mm -hmm. we as, you know, minorities, you know, whether it's racial, like ethnic, uh, religious, we have to, we have to band together. Amen. We have to, we mm -hmm. got to put aside our differences and rise together. And I'm not just saying like Democrats, just like people in general who came across the aisle and said, this is unacceptable. Because when, you know, dot in the wool, like Republicans, lifelong Republicans said, fuck that. I'm voting for Hillary because I understand how politics work. This is not acceptable. And 25%, a little over 25% of the country said, no, this is totally doable. To the 25% or slightly under, well, actually with the popular vote, slightly over, yeah. who came out, look, it sucks. But we, you know, we made it through the Bush administration. Yep. Which I now look upon fondly. Reagan. Even though it was terrible. Mm -hmm. We made it through Reagan. We made yep. it through Reagan. Like, I know that Nixon. I, my goal now is to be that person in all of the documentaries where you see my picture and I'm being carted away. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm an act up. Like, I'm going to be that bitch because Good. if they, once mm -hmm. they come for the Muslims, they're coming for us too. Yep. Don't get it twisted. They're coming and you have to stay strong. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. When Germany fucking stops and says are you kidding mm -hmm. they know they've been through it mm -hmm. when you watch like the um the ted ted learns video mm -hmm. about 
uh, Hitler's rise, rise to yeah. power. Take out the names. It's right there. It's the entire fucking election cycle. Huh. It's the entire Trump rise to presidency. This it's it's history repeating itself. And because people don't learn the lessons of history, they don't care. It's TLDR. Mm-hmm. And if you don't pay attention to history, guess what? You're going to do the same damn thing. You're going to make the same mistakes. When they're saying that the Japanese internment camps should Where be you the basis. The you, they cited it as a precedent. And I just like, I didn't even like shake my head in disbelief. I'm just, but I was, I just looked around. I'm just like, so we all see this, right? Like, it's not just it's not just me and Megan Kelly who I never thought I'd say. Right? When <laughs> Megan Kelly <laughs> just like your props to Megan Kelly. Yep. Seriously. Oh, I don't think it's I don't think it was like like not like that. But we've done it before. She's like, but you can't you can't use Japanese internment because decades later we turned around, gave people eighty thousand dollars and said Sorry about you. I know this was really fucked up. There's nothing we can really do to give you back your livelihoods, to give you back the property we confiscated from you, to to deal with the emotional scars and the the distrust that we have in our like like political system. All of that doesn't matter because you know what? Like people who worship in the house of Islam are an issue. That's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Well, I have already reached out to the Democratic Party only because that's the group I know I can go to. And we we are going to do more than we have been doing. I, I volunteered for the campaign the day of the election. Actually, Pat and I walked around Baldwin Park here in Orlando, put up notifications on doors and said, hey, today's the day. Make sure you vote. Not a lot of people were home, but people got the reminder, and the ones we talked to were very supportive. So it's got to be more than that, though. We got to do more. We got to do more. 2018. And you got we got two years to get the uh, Congress settled and change things. And mm-hmm. so well, now is our time, and hopefully our representatives in Washington do the same thing that the Republicans have been doing for the last eight years. Just it's time to dig our fucking heels in the sand. Nope, they need us. I don't care if you have a majority. Yeah. You don't have enough of a majority to make everything happen on your own. No, yep. and you need us. That's the thing. We not to. We don't always have to be contrarians, but no, you got to stand firm. And it's going to be a shitty two years for you. But, Mm -hmm. you know, know that this is the time. You know, how often do we look back on on the civil rights movement and, you know, the gay rights movement and think, oh, shit, like all that stuff happened and like now my life is better. Like, would we have the same metal to do what they did? Like, I'd... I don't know if we're ever going to get that opportunity. And that opportunity, one, has always been here. But two, it's really prevalent and in in the forefront of people's minds. And now is the time to say, yes, I have to do it. Because I've got a three-year-old nephew, and this is some bullshit. And I'm sorry that he has to, you know, come somewhat of age and make it to, like, seven, where he'll kind of understand what's going on in a world where... These are these bullshit people elected this man who has never held a political office. Like, why would you ever go to a doctor who hadn't gone to med school? Right. Why mm-hmm. would you ever have someone represent you in a court of law if they had never, never been a part of a trial hearing before? Yep. It doesn't make sense. Or went sense. to law school. Or went or to law school. Or had any idea of what they were doing. Oh, but he's a great businessman. Who didn't release his tax returns? But we're preaching to the choir. 
Look, it. <laughs> yep. Wait, hold on. I, I happen to hear an echo in here. Yeah. <laughs> it's our safe space echo chamber. So let's talk about that because this is a pop culture podcast. Real, real quick, before you jump into that, because um, people may not know this, um, George Takei did a musical called Allegiance, um, which basically is based on his life and, and the struggles of the Japanese American culture and all that. It's actually being screened in theaters on December 13th. Okay. So it's not often, especially if you're not in New York, to be able to see a show without having to go to Broadway and pay the prices for it, which will lead us into our next topic. Uh, but December 13th, tickets are on sale now. And with the way things are going in culture, in the world today, um, that may be something that people should seek out and actually get from somebody's first person point of view their perspective because Takei lived through that mm-hmm. yep. he lived through the internment camps and I know he for one will not sit quietly and let it happen again but what else in Broadway pop culture do we have that speaks on the world today Brian so I don't know if you know this <laughs> Hamilton is a big popular musical right I heard now it was Broadway. I heard it was overrated and not that good <gasps> Well, you lied, you lied, and he no, never no, no. looked so thin. Did you, did you, not, did you not read the, the <laughs> I, I tweets? Know, I, did, I did. So, funny thing happened at the theater uh, to on a the presidential... Way to yeah, on the way to the We forum. have to use uh, as many puns as we can. Please work them in, because I'm awful. You... Hashtag name of Pence musical. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, my God. All right, well, let's, let's set Our the lovely stage. producer, could you, could you pull up the, you should have the, the BuzzFeed article? Because... My, I will it's say, amazing go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Okay. So long story short, if you're, you're in a cave and you didn't hear this, Mike Pence, former governor of Indiana, current oh. governor, current governor. I don't know. Boo hiss. Leader he, of the Legion of Doom. Leader just, of Legion of Doom. Mandroid. 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 Uh, who may or may not have had a gay past. I read that in one thing and I don't know if it was true. Possible closeted homosexual. Possible closeted. But very anti, you know, LGBT. We'll say allegedly. allegedly because you know when allegedly. they when they steal when they take away our First Amendment rights to actually say things, you know, they'll come for us. So he went to see Hamilton in New York. Which I think is just incredibly ironic. It is. And incredibly well timed. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yep. the cast at the end of the production, at the end, after the show was over, they made a statement. Now, before they actually read their statement, they actually welcomed Mike uh, Pence. There were boos from the audience. They asked the audience to not boo, similar to what Obama had done in one of the rallies where he had a Trump supporter yelling obscenities at, uh, at the crowd. Uh, he, the, the cast of the, the leader, I forgot who it was, but one of the characters was doing the statement and said, no, there's nothing to boo here. Thank you for coming. We really appreciate that you, you know, enjoyed the show. We hope you've enjoyed the show and then read a statement. And I don't have the statement in front it's, of me. It's Aaron. He's Brandon Victor Dixon. He plays Aaron Burr in the show. Okay. He is the current Aaron Burr. Um, I, I have the statement here. Thank you says, we, sir, we are the diverse America who are alarmed and anxious that your new administration will not protect us. We truly hope this show has inspired you to uphold your American, to uphold our American values and to work on behalf of all of us. This is one American story told by a, a diverse group of men and women of different colors, creeds, and orientations. There's more to it, but that's... Clearly a rude, um, harassing statement, equivalent to spray-painting a swastika 
uh, or yelling at a Muslim woman. Oh, clearly equivalent because obviously with, off tr- jobs. With, mm. with, with Trump uh, tweeting about how awful this was uh, – I'm sorry, Donald. I call him Donald because I feel like that's um, – to me, that's what I would like to acknowledge. I feel like it's sort of like a – it's sort of derogatory, but not really. It's his name. But anyway, Donald. And, and, and I just call him that guy. When he's tweeting about this and how, how rude it was and how the theater should be a safe <laughs> place, not a safe space, huh. a, a safe place. A safe and special place for everyone. Oh. Which I don't know if he's ever been what? to the theater, but it's, oh. it's not necessarily what I would say is safe other than it's meant to challenge you. It's art. It's art, fucker. It's yeah. meant to make you have an emotional reaction. And, and the fact that the theater, the people in the theater, the, 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 the actors, the producers, the directors said, we acknowledge that you're here. This is a very special time. We have a, an articulate, respectful statement to read to you that expresses our honest emotion about where we're at right now. That people are now boycotting Hamilton, which is its own thing and kind of hilarious. I am. I'm boycotting. <laughs> I will not go see that show any time in the next nine to twelve months. <laughs> I will not pay for tickets. If anyone wants to send us tickets, we'd love to go. Right. Um, but seriously, that 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 is so outrageous that in the theater at the end of the production, people are like, "Oh, well, they shouldn't be booing or clapping. It's 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 just against the whole." And it's like, okay, but they did it at the end. At the end, the very end of the show. Yep, this was after. during curtain call, People which are... is time when um, yeah. I, I was just up in New York a couple of weeks ago and saw two shows, and they're collecting money for um, broad, uh, Broadway Cares um, Equity Against AIDS, and they take they take a few minutes at the end of the show and they just they talk to you about what's going on and the fact that there's going to be people out people outside of the theater that'll be collecting money and that this is what it's going to go to and all that, and they ask for a couple minutes of your time. They don't chain you into your seat. They don't chain the door shut. It's not like they stop in the middle of the show. They weren't singing Aaron Burr, sir, and decided, oh, hey, we'll get back to this musical in just a second. But we noticed that Mike Pence is here, so we're going to go ahead and, and say this. No, this was something that at the end of a political play, musical, yeah. with a diverse cast of, of actors that are both people of color, that are people of different sexual orientations where the main character is played by an openly gay, HIV-positive man. When somebody who has enacted and championed and signed into law the legislation that has discriminated against the LGBT community, that's discriminated against women, the fact that the actors were as civil and as well-spoken and I'm sure it took every ounce of him not to go off the cuff and be like, you know, and to say what any of us would want to say. Mm-hmm. But for people to sit there and be like, you're just actors. You shouldn't be getting political about things. Fuck you. What gives you any right to have any opinion about it? But these people who voted, who pay taxes, who are who are there, when do you ever get the chance to be in front of the vice president-elect? Yeah. And honestly, people forget this isn't a business, boo. You got Donald Trump may think that he is the now businessman of America. That you're not a CEO with us working for you. Last I checked, you were elected by some people. Twenty-five, less than twenty-five percent. Over a million and a half less people than voted Hillary. for Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you work for us. Our representatives work for us. 
they have a a a duty to listen to what the people have to say. And then the best part about it is that Pence has come out and said he wasn't bothered by it. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, the whole thing was a trumped up disguise for the fact that he was appointing more horrible people to his cabinet and settling a fraud lawsuit for $25 million. When was the last time we had a president-elect going into Inauguration Day with a fraud case against him. He also has a sexual assault case against him as well. Oh, no, that, that's, got that's, that got dropped. Did it? Because when the future president of the United States has sexual assault charges, things get dropped. Death threats, harassment, and this is what he has opened up. This is what he has made acceptable. Mm -hmm. This isn't a matter of, you know, people think that, oh, it's a right versus left. It's a Democrats versus Republican thing. It's none of that. It's human decency. It's decency. Yep. It's the fact that if any other Republican candidate went off of, and there's always mudslinging, there's always things that are going to be said about that, but it's kept to, these are what our policies are. This is why this other person shouldn't be the, be the, the president. If you run a normal campaign and Hillary loses, good fight, you know, good fight, good battle, good, good try. But when, when the Republican Party puts up a person, a party that has denounced racism in their last three conventions, puts forth somebody that is openly spewing hatred, inciting violence, talking about wanting to deport millions of people in our country. How is that even, how is that real life? How is that something that can even be a qualified candidate. Oh, wait, he wasn't a qualified candidate. Yeah. Yep. Making promises and, you know, he talks about Hillary lying. Everybody talks about crooked Hillary and Hillary doesn't tell the truth. When 91% of the facts and things that are being said on the campaign trail are proven false. But yet Hillary can't be trusted and that people will vote for him in spite of his rhetoric, but because they don't want to vote her in. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely asinine, and it's just, it's, you know, these same people who turned around and became colonial-era LARPers <laughs> when Obama got elected. I love that meme, and, you know, normally memes are like a two-way street. Sometimes they piss me off, sometimes they're whatever, but that was hilarious. No, that was, that was comedy you all We all need to come together. Well, you all went and came colonial LARPers. I mean, seriously, that's how the Tea Party – the Tea Party was invented. It came into existence when Obama mm -hmm. came – when he was elected in 2008. So anyone who tells you, you need, we all need to come together and we need to give them a chance, fuck you because that is not what you did. That does not mean we can't be better because I do believe that as far as obstructionism and all that – we obstruct what we absolutely disagree with. But if there is, oh my God, that little silver lining of something that comes There's out no of his administration, lining, if, no. if it does. There are we... now golden showers in the White House. Oh. Yeah, I said it, Melania. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Golden showers? Oh no, but I'm sorry. Michelle Obama, two fucking degrees from an Ivy League institution. Sasha and Malia, incredibly bright, intelligent women. Like, elevating what it meant to be in the White House. Right. But 
God forbid we say anything about Melania Trump where you can literally, literally, and this is coming from someone who has done my, I've done my fair share. <laughs> I've done, if I ever, if, you know, I'm not even going to put it out there. Can't, can't give them virtual <laughs> terrorist ideas. But no, this is some bullshit. That's how you know people actually don't care about, like, what we represent intrinsically. They only care about what things seemingly look like. Mm-hmm. Because for you to say that these people are terrible, you know, the Obamas are wretched, like, at least they stood for something. You literally said you wanted quote unquote change. And instead of like electing a Republican who at least would have tried to steer the country in a better like direction, not necessarily a direction that I would have agreed with a hundred percent of the time or even 60% of the time, but it's still like fucking decent. You literally elected someone who is setting up a dynasty, like a monarchy. When I'm like, oh yeah, blind trust, giving my corporation to my kids. Are you fucking serious? Are you? Uh, you know what? There's no reason to with, shout. I'm sorry. With his daughter, I, I with his daughter sitting in on his meeting with the prime minister of Japan. I just so, I, and her husband, who he they want him to get a top secret clearance. I'm sorry, so he can advise the president. I'm sorry, I should. I, there's no it's reason okay. to shout. It's okay. It's okay. But let's go back to Hamilton because my yes. favorite <laughs> Mike Pence musical is probably. Um, Eddie, get your IED at the next, uh, in parentheses, the next two months. Followed closely by, <laughs> followed closely by the k- k- King and I. Oh, <laughs> the KK King and I. I didn't see those. Um, Our friend Divine Grace. I, I, like I saw that one. King. If you if you have not, you can look at these up on BuzzFeed, I'm guessing. But also Divine Grace. Well, and, her Facebook. And to get your IUD before January 20th <laughs> uh, is on there. Rent, but not to those people. Um, that's a good one how to succeed in winning an election without having a majority of the votes Mm -hmm. Um, anything goes if you're white, male, cisgender, straight and Christian Uh, little shop that won't sell to LGBT people because they think it violates their misguided religious beliefs Uh, Joseph isn't allowed to wear his Technicolor dream coat in public anymore oh (laughs) wow and I think what will be my favorite uh Oklahoma phobia. Yes! Yeah. I forgot about that one! Uh, there's also the Grand Wizard of Oz. Oh, I forgot about oh. that one too! That, that's the one I saw. That's uh, awesome. the, I sent that one to my mom. The KK King and I, or King and I. He's going to have a speech impediment with it also. A Racist in the Sun. Oh! Snow White and the Seven Klansmen. A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Muslim Registry. Deporting Miss Saigon. Yes! My fair lady has no right to choose. Yep. Oh. <laughs> don't dream, girls. Yes, oh. Don't dream. Girl. Shit. Grab my fair lady by the pussy. Classic. I don't have to ask if I can kiss you, Kate. Oh, I love that one because Kiss Me Kate's one of my favorites. Oh. And uh, the last one on this BuzzFeed list is uh, Thoroughly Modern Misogyny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If you have not checked out Hamilton or if you've been interested in 
Go support it. Go right grab some now. tickets. They're readily well, available. Go watch. <laughs> no, boycott's hurting them real you, bad. Yeah, it really has. Right. What you can do is you can go out and buy their album. There's the mixtape album coming out in a couple weeks. No, didn't it already come no, out? No, it released. comes out in December. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because I only heard bits and pieces. Yeah, I think it's it. December 13th. I think is the the day that that drops. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Which has a new, which has a, I, I don't want to say a new song, but it's a new song mm-hmm. uh, that's not actually in the show. So yeah, congratulations. Yes. Which is the Angelica Skyler song? Yeah, it's song. Angelica, sung by Sia. Oh, Sia's no, on, oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's not, not by one. Sia. It's um, it's a different R and B star, um, that is doing that one. But, uh, that's like the the what people or I've heard people call like the missing song from the show yes. that gives that fleshes out Angelica's character more. Yeah, because she definitely. You feel like there's going to be a bigger part for her, and then it's not. You can also go and watch the PBS Hamilton's America special, which has a lot of footage recorded, you know, video footage of the musical itself. Hmm. You don't get to see the whole thing, but it, it blends in historical Hamilton with uh, different politicians talking about their uh, understanding of Alexander Hamilton and then the show itself, along with Lynn Miranda, who I guess recorded a lot of video while he was developing the show. So it really gives you a sense of his process and some really cool stuff. Um, and you can buy merch from their online web store. Support this musical because even though that boycott isn't doing shit, no. this is an important musical for many, many reasons. Not most of which, but certainly a big part of it, which is it's very inclusive. And it is very accurate about the history of, the, of, the, of Alexander Hamilton, all the people around him. In a world where we gave you Hamilton... And Luke Cage, you still <laughs> bit the hand that fed you. So you know what, white America, who voted for Trump, I'm coming for you. And don't say that the blacks ruined everything, because we came out in full force. Well, Kanye, he didn't vote. Kanye didn't vote. But Fuck why the him. fuck does he even have to come out and go, I didn't vote? Be- because so I would have voted for Trump. Because he didn't have a spotlight on him for fucking five right. goddamn seconds. No, and all of a sudden he's like, I need to talk about you this. You know what? Life of Petey Pablo, I was, that's a bullshit album. I, I know what it's called, is it? But in my mind, it's Life of Petey Pablo. My favorite was when people started, um, started slamming him on Twitter. And one of them was like, of course he, he, um, of course, he congratulated the the campaign. It had a smoother rollout than Life of Pablo did. <laughs> and okay, so Dessa is the up and coming R and B artist that does congratulations on the mixtape. Um, and then here are a couple of other fun Pence musicals for you as we <laughs> get ready to close this out. Uh, and this is from our friend Divine Grace, uh, illegally brown. <laughs> Sunday in the park with George's dick in my mouth. Amazing. <laughs> A little white music, <laughs> which was which was a great show by Varlachine yeah, Merman Varlachine, as well. Hey, I oh god, I can only imagine what her next show is going to be. Seriously, um, Kiss Me Straight, <laughs> Hell No, Donald, uh, Grand Hotelier, <laughs> Tranny Get a Gun, <laughs> Reality Showboat. You're a good man, Charlie, but you're brown. <laughs> I sent that one to my dad. The Rocky Horror Pencer Show. How to suck seed in business without really trying to use your hands. Love that one. My fair lady better shut her whore mouth. (laughs) (laughs) The king in under eye concealer. (laughs) Little shop of horrors doesn't cater gay weddings. (laughs) 
<laughs> in reality, Starlight Express trains a hell. Oh. <laughs> wow. Hashtag name a Pence musical. I'm waiting to see this on At Midnight this week. Seriously. Because I guarantee you at some point they will do it. Oh, please do. I gotta right? think of something. You, because... I was sitting there like, Sunny in the Park. I'm, I forgot about that Sunny in the Park one. Oh, yeah, you gotta put that on Facebook. You Seven Bridges. I challenge you to come up with a Cats one. I hate Cats. No. Oh. Fuck it. Dancing, singing, Cats in the Garden. Maybe Ragtime then? Oh, Ragtime. There we go. I like that. <laughs> Seven Bridges for Trump, Gingrich, and Giuliani. <clears throat> Thoroughly Modern Melania. The Wizard of Odd. It Used to Be a Wonderful Life. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. It's, yeah. Her 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 posts had just people coming coming out with all of them and it was fantastic. Um but I will take Brian's advice and I will boycott Hamilton in the same way that the Republicans are boycotting Starbucks. I will go and spend money there. <laughs> because that's the other fantastic boycott that's happening this week is that they are going to Starbucks, even if you don't normally go to Starbucks. Go to Starbucks, order something, and tell them your name is Trump. So that way they have to say, uh, they have to yell out Trump when Trump when your coffee Trump. is ready. Giving them Trump. your money Trump. for a product that is not worth the cost you're paying. Trump. But yeah, this is this is how these people are thinking this is done. In Florida, there was some douchebag who was like giving the business to a poor Starbucks employee. Because they thought that That's in Trump's what... America, they shouldn't have to wait so long for their grand latte mochaccino. Yep. Or whatever the hell you drink. I don't know. I don't drink coffee. The grand wizard macchi- macchiato. The grand wizard, wizard macchiato. macchiato. Yeah. <laughs> well, I but will that, say. Well, that's where the whole thing started from, was exactly that video. Okay. So they said that you should go in and order it, say your name is Trump, and if they refuse, then videotape it. So oh. they feel that a boycott means you go someplace you normally wouldn't go and spend your money. So let me just talk briefly, because I feel like we're this will round the corner on this. I don't know if y'all know about the alt-right. Have you heard about this term, the yeah. alt-right? Yes. One of my coworkers, uh, someone who I will not name, but um, they, they... The turtle? The turtle? Yes. They... They tried you got to... You already. Call uh, a bitch out! No. They tried to... It'll be in the show notes. I know. They tried... <laughs> I'll put a link to his website. They tried to get me interested in this guy. Have you heard of Milo Yanniopoulos? Milo Yanni, let's call him. Although I love Yanni, so. Isn't he supposed to be like Trump's uh, strategist now? He's a homocon. Have you heard this term, a homocon? No. no. So this is a homosexual who likes Trump and is a is a conservative, which I have totally believed is a thing. I mean, I'm not so foolish to think that every gay man isn't possibly more homo or homo. Was it more a conservatively oriented? Um, I met a homocon. Did you? Uh, he's How'd very he's very good friends with a friend of mine, um, but uh, I, I loved that I shattered his self image because for twenty years he thought he was this gorgeous slender little twink and he's severely overweight, drinks PBR all the time, and likes oh. to flout as well. What the fuck is wrong with him? PBR of all the things. Anyway, I mean, here's the I'm thing. I'm glad I that's saying. your takeaway. Uh, seriously, now here's the thing. I grew up. Probably what you would consider a homocon. I was a conservative Republican in my high school period when I was dealing with my sexuality all the way through Sucking college. Dick on the side. Listen. <laughs> Wait, you had a political identity in high yes. school? Oh, I was a ditto head, Rush Limbaugh listening, Rush Limbaugh book buying. I played for George Bush, H.W. Bush's, like one of his rallies in South Florida as a, as a young 
band member at the time. No, I have a conservative past. I only in the last two years changed my Republican nominate my Republican identity to a Democratic uh, 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 voter registration identity. You know what I feel like this is? This is in in the color purple with Suge singing in the juke joint. And they're also having Sunday service. <laughs> and Brian Shug and he's walking. God is trying to tell you something. You see, Daddy? Even sinners have soul. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. No, but what I, my, my point was saying this is only to say um, I haven't voted Republican in a long fucking time because I think largely their candidates are bad. But only this year did I think their candidates were not only bad but stupid. And ignorant and like like destructive potentially to this whole I know Mike's name. The whole world that we're in. So I say all this to say that my coworker knows this about me. We go way back and he thought, Oh, well, if you just saw that there was a gay conservative, you might you might you might see the light again. You might come back. Girl, no. Oh. And uh, I we see them. Oh and we want to slap the shit well, out of them. Here's the thing about Milo, if you have not Go look him up and watch any of his little hate talks. He's fact-based. Oh, fuck that. He's an obnoxious... Just because bleach... you say fact at the end of a sentence doesn't make it a fact. Really, really. He is Facts. a bleach-blonde, self-hating gay who thinks Trump is a daddy figure. He sexualizes Trump. Twinks for Trump. That Twinks was a thing. for Trump. That's part of the thing he did. And Girl, he's wow. A... The fact that couples broke up over it makes me happy because God help me, if if you had been oh, in support no. of Trump, girl, grab your shit, we leaving, <laughs> no, we leaving. I know better. No, but seriously, like, just dig, scratch a little, a little bit on this, just to just to convince yourself. He's also the one that went after fucking Leslie Jones on Twitter. Exactly where mm-hmm. I was like, going. He, yep. he called Leslie Jones and her and, and 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 his followers, which he encouraged. Not that they just were his followers, but he encouraged. He he weaponized the this alt right, this troll base to go after Leslie Jones and calling her an ape, mm-hmm. making wildly misogynistic and racist remarks about this actress because they didn't agree with the fact that there was an all women Ghostbusters. That they decided to lash out against this person, and they do this all the time. And I want you guys listening, the Flame On base, I want you to actually take an interest and an active interest. And anytime you see this kind of bullshit bullying of people, you fight back. Don't go dark. Don't take their same tactics and just weaponize that shit. I'm not saying that. But you go after them and you call them on their nonsense because the only way – we can ever win this battle is if you guys, not just us, but everyone listening to the sound of my voice, actually gives a fucking shit about what goes on in your country and what goes on in your internet. Well, what is that quote? Um, Evil is permitted to happen when good men do nothing. Exactly. Well, and the thing is, this isn't. This isn't third party. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. Yeah. This isn't a war that can be won. This is a war that's going to go on forever because it's gone on forever. It's yeah. gone on forever and, and will continue to go, go on, on forever. forever. Yes. The the thing is that you can't you become cynical. You can't become apathetic. You can't say this is business as usual because this, as much as it has gone on for a long time, this is new. This is different. This isn't new, but we thought we as a as a nation and as a people 
had progressed to be more forward thinking, regardless this of – This has never happened in America and gotten this far and gotten this far. McCarthyism, mm. the dude was like his little own isolated campaign. We have never had a president conduct such a divisive campaign and then win. That is new. That is brand new. That's new. Yeah. But in order to do that, he's called upon what's been there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And this is the thing. It's absolutely. a matter of, you know, and when I say that this is it's not a war that, that can be won, I don't say it to be cynical. I mean it's something that we need to rise up and be that majority. We need to push that back into the shadows. I would love to say that there'd be a day where racism and classism and sexism and monogamy, misogyny disappears forever. That's that's hard because it's all programmed inside of us. Exactly. These, These people are default exactly these are default factory settings that people are working with there's an an interview i saw and they were like you have to just let the rot fall off you've got to let these these people die off but they won't because as long as they breed they're going to program it into their children children. however and you fight tooth and nail exactly i've made peace knowing that i will never see that world but the minute i stop trying Mm-hmm. I let that world becoming a reality. Well, exactly. Amen. And when that Amen. becomes the majority, then we lose. The whole mm-hmm. thing is over once that becomes the normal. And it's not majority now. Do not it kid isn't. yourself. As much as there is bullshit hate crimes and, and, and swastikas and all this nonsense being painted all over the That's country. That's just a small swath. It is a small swath. And the people who are doing this are still a minority. Mm-hmm. They just feel empowered because yeah. their candidate won. That does not mean because they Because their race the is part of the majority. Mm-hmm. And they feel that. Yeah. Because their hate-filled rhetoric was justified justified and normalized by Trump winning, that they now can come out of the shadows and do that. And we need to beat that back into the shadows. We need to step up and rise up and be better people. Does that mean that we need to turn the other cheek and just be, you know, PC and complacent about it? No, fuck that. I'm tired of that. I don't give a shit. My, you know, I have members of my extended family that were rah rah Trump. Fuck that. I don't, you know, I got into a bit of a conversation today on Facebook. I've been fairly quiet about some of the stuff since the election. And I posted the video, you know, um, the video that's like every, what every Trump voter needs to hear. And a friend who a lot of us know who voted for Hillary said that. What was in the video was fucking stupid because how can I lump everybody into that one pile that she's, you know, she's not going to shit on the 25% of the population that voted for Trump. That's no, that's not how this works anymore. I, and I think in the video itself, it, it goes into the fact that racism, misogyny, sexism, homophobia are on a scale. You fall somewhere on that scale. And the fact that you, either supported it or were willfully ignorant of what was being put out there doesn't change the fact own it complacent you gotta own Own it it. you gotta own it and you supported and you made that acceptable so now like the people who and i know people who like love me intrinsically not enough not to vote for trump but when all of this racist shit goes down 
Like, I'm going to say, hey, hey, I need you to help me because this is unacceptable and you know it is because now this like directly affects me. You could you could pretend like it wasn't. And I, I guess that's how that allows you to to, to work. But w- when it happens and it's not us being alarmist because we've seen it happen time and time again, like we're seeing it happen now, like I, we're, we need your help. So for the people, you know, I, you know, this is this is me reaching out for the people who have voted for Trump, who have, you know, people of uh, minorities in your life that you you love and adore people who, you know, have different sexual orientations than you for for those who voted down party line and don't subscribe to this, like, really hateful mentality. Step up and hold him accountable. Yes. Make mm-hmm. him the president you wanted. Yes. Yeah. Because I've already seen that in people I used to respect and I'm starting to come back around with. John McCain is one who is absolutely since the election stood up several times and said stuff against his party and against Trump as a candidate. Oh, yeah. And I I feel like what little respect – I mean I lost respect for him obviously when he went against Obama in 2008. But at the same time and, and even since then when he was part of the Republican obstructionism, he has come back and said, we will not just sit back and let this Russian thing go uninvestigated. We will not let him do just whatever the hell he wants. We will stand up to that. And those are the people we need to reach out to mm-hmm. and become across the party line and go, look, man, I see where I see you. I know you see me a little bit. Let's get let's get this understanding. Let's actually work towards the common good. And I, I, I feel like that's a, that's huge. What scares me though, is it. that this is hanging over our country's head. Mm-hmm. How are, how are you going to investigate potential Russian ties before January 20th? You're not. And we're going to swear in a man who has no business sitting in the oval office, which oddly enough, he doesn't want to move into the fucking white house. How the fuck are you going to run the country from Trump tower? Nope. How are you right? going to do that? This isn't, this isn't your business. You ran for and somehow swindled the country enough votes in this country with your lies. I will bring coal jobs back. No, you're fucking not. No, you're not. <laughs> and you're going to try to and you're going to try to you get elected and you're going to try to run the country from Trump Tower. Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. So what we are saying here is you need to rise up. You need to not let this go just by you. You need to not dig your head in the sand and do whatever. And I had that same I had that same instinct. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not getting politically involved and dig my head in the sand. I'm going to do my thing. I'm not going to worry about politics. I'm just going to disconnect. You can't. You cannot do that. You have to get involved. Could we hold off on the inauguration and go in a month to month lease? <laughs> with Obama for the for a little while until we get this sorted out. <laughs> I do love that uh, that meme going around too. Um, but no, seriously, could, could we? Oh, this is what I've been saying because honestly, we're fucked with any sort of impeachment or going down the line. I was gonna say because we got Trump, then we got Pence, then we got Paul Ryan. 
And I'll then, take Paul Ryan any day compared the to the hell. Compared to those two assholes? Girl, no, I, I mean, Just put a ball gag in his mouth. I'd take Paul Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you were talking about that? this. You talked about the sinfully delicious Cocoa Devil that way. I can talk about Paul Ryan that oh, way. Dick Garver is amazing. And um, honestly, Paul if, Ryan, if, if Paul Ryan grows that beard really? back, shit. With a beard, wow. I'll give you that. But shit. otherwise, come on. I mean, I don't. Oh, I can't stand anything he stands for. Just put a ball gag in his mouth and just tie him to the bed. We'll be fine. It's anger bang. Just, just like I, I will, I will. Yeah, I, I will hate fuck like the hell this, out of him. This isn't about both is. of us having fun. I don't know who this is. So. No, but seriously, you cannot. You, uh, oh no! I, but my whole thing was, can we get a, can we get a designated survivor situation? <laughs> can we pick somebody? And have them be that person that sits in Elizabeth Warren. I'm good with her. Are you talking about like that show? Yes, on the keeper. The I'm shit. I will take Keeper Sutherland in the goddamn White House before I take Trump. Oh, he's kind of crazy. Too. All right, fine. We'll put Elizabeth Warren in that room. Elizabeth and then Warren. When, and then when the Hellmouth opens up and just takes <laughs> everybody in with it, Elizabeth Warren, you're now the president, and we just gotta we just gotta start over again. Okay, the beard is not terrible. He he looks better with the beard. Paul Ryan, if you are listening to the show. I don't know why you'd be listening to the show, but if you did, <laughs> you should grow back that beard. It's amazing. Um, I will quote Hamilton, and I will say, do not waste your shot. Get up. Rise up. Do your part. Don't be one of those fucking social media people who all they do is post shit and don't actually give their own goddamn personal time to the campaign or to the to the organization. You have to get out. You have to be a part of this. I mean, I don't know how, how else you think it's going to get done. If everybody sits there on their ass and just posts, retweets, does whatever, it's not going to happen. You've got to do your part. Get out and do it. Volunteer. Don't be like our president. Actually do something and not just get mad at people on Twitter. President-elect, I'm sorry. At least talk to your local representatives. Like, just do something. But, I mean, seriously, get out, talk to people, mobilize, do your thing. That is the only thing you can do. And if you are going to reach out to your governmental offices call do not write letters yeah because they get lumped in read by someone on the staff and maybe or maybe not read yeah and then they'll you'll more than likely get a form response back call these numbers are available to the public they are our representatives Mm -hmm. you voted for them Mm -hmm. even if you didn't vote for them they're still our representatives they work for us they're entrusted with right. doing what's right for the people. Yep. So speak up, call, and every time you say rise up, I think that Andrew Day is going to start playing in the background. I just thought of a nerd reference for this. Oh, please. This is the Entmoot. <laughs> what? The Entmoot. I don't know that. That's when the Ents. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yep. Wow, you're going way back. I yes, love it. Yes. I love it. All right, well, so this was our politics episode. We're not going to do this every episode, I promise you. This is just a very special. Oh, nope, nope. Well, okay, I can't promise you that. Yeah, Honestly, this, people love it when we do that. This is so a very delicate subject we, for us. We, we had to get this out. We hope you enjoyed this. We hope you really – you take this and you actually give a fuck. I don't care if you hate us and you think we're awful people. At- Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. As long as you actually fucking give an emotional like reaction to this, if you hate I'm us, okay. I still don't know why you're listening. Well, right that's now, their but... problem. That's their problem. No, 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 they no, hate listening to us. No, right? no, no. This is the uh, the the panacea for an echo chamber. Exactly. <laughs> but I want you to get out and do something about this fucking thing. Whether you're whatever, whatever it is, just do something. Don't just sit on your couch. Don't just sit there and listen. Don't just sit there and retweet. Get out and do something. Be involved. And you can make phone calls from your couch. So, I mean, you, you could can. still be Actually, on your couch. True. You can be involved from your couch. And, and do that, I would too. suggest maybe a walking desk, a treadmill. Don't even have maybe to put on pants. Pants. You don't have maybe to put on pants. You no. never have to put on pants. Maybe they're, they're not capable. That. Don't put on pants. Don't. Yeah. Walk out of your house right now in a jock strap and go volunteer. Hashtag if no you, pants politics. There you go. There you go. With a one-inch strap covering your ass crack uh, in most counties. because <laughs> Yeah, if you're in Florida, I mean, it's, it's we don't want you go. getting arrested you for that. I think that's like open carry. Yeah, right it's there. completely fine over there. Do whatever you open want. Open carry? Like, I don't know. I'm just borrowing metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Your penis is an AK-47. There, I've heard that. No, anyway, all right, so if you like what we're doing, if you really enjoyed this, please go to Flame On Show, Shut Up Oral. If you go <laughs> to Flame On Show, please let us know what you think about this. All politics, uh, all Hamilton episode, share Hamilton, share your favorite Hamilton lyrics. I don't know, post pictures of yourself in the jockstrap, volunteering for your Democratic Party. I don't care yeah, what you do, let us know you're doing it. Well, that was a lot of amazing talk about our post-election wrap-up. I know it's something that has been weighing heavily on all of us, um, but that wasn't the reason that we're here, is it, Brian? No, we are a pop culture podcast. I almost said happy hour. We're also a little buzzed. I mean, at this point. <laughs> I mean, we have been drinking. Um, I wanted to say. I've been drinking a lot since that Tuesday. I will seriously, tell you that right now. I think so, too. Um, for example, Hourglass Brewing, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. we good. are trying their Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See, which has a bear with, what are those glasses called? Those like sunglasses? Shutter glasses. Shutter glasses. Oh, I call them Kanye glasses. And like a, like a white brief. It reminds me that is it's, a fucking thong. That's a thong. Which is our beer if there is ever a beer. How do you know that's a thong? That's covered. That's a water strap across his ass. So you can see the taints. We don't see his ass. Oh, just just the by taints. the amount of fabric that's present. It's not, it's not a, a lot. It's not a lot. Maybe it's just a very skimpy breeze. Also, maybe it's a, maybe it's a Y-back. We're also drinking Dogfish wow. 120. And if you are a beer fan, you know that is a fucking strong beer. Yeah, also, but it's actually uh, one of the few beers that I will actually drink. When I see that picture of the bear with the shutter glasses, it reminds me of Neon. That's true. I'm gonna take a picture and send it to oh, him. Oh, that's that's great. He's recovering from foot surgery. I'm oh, sure he'd get a giggle out of it. Um, so we are pop culture. Ha- uh, <laughs> pop culture we are happy pop hour. Culture happy hour. Don't Seriously. sue us. Don't you know sue us. Don't sorry. sue us. I feel like we were that, there first. That should be that should be a spinoff series. It's just us getting drunk with a guest and talking about what they want to talk about. It's I, called Drag is the new spandex. Well, seriously, because Oral is hardly out, ever sober. If you have not checked out the last Dragons News, how comics, dare you? Oh please! How dare you? Come on, girl. We all know you. Wait a minute. Give me a second. I got this. Uh-huh. It wasn't. 
It wasn't the our amazing interview with Ariel Italic, Thank who you. is uh, a delight and mm-hmm. a darling. Dreamboat. And a dreamboat. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't... It, okay. No. There was one where... Ooh! Ooh! ooh. I remember it. Uh-huh. It's the one that we did with Detox, because we weren't <laughs> no. anywhere near alcohol at the time. Wait, weren't True. you at Parliament House? Ooh! ooh we were at the Gardens. And, um, Close enough. Ooh, wait a minute. Same place. It was uh, Trixie Mattel. Trixie Mattel, yeah. yeah. Okay. The, one, the ones we do at the gardens because uh-huh. we're not in our own habitat. And for with whatever alcohol. reason, they don't make drinks for us there. I don't know why they don't. They should. But anyway, so <laughs> we are. We're going to uh, come to your room and interview you, but can you make cocktails? Oh, we can bring the alcohol. Anyway, so we are going to talk about pop culture. We're going to talk about movies, TV, some other things. We're going to make it quick because I know we've talked a lot. Uh, Pat and I saw The Arrival or just Arrival? Arrival. Not Arrival. The Arrival. Did anyone else watch this? No. no. Please educate me. So it made me think of Contact a bit. It it, it is kind of sort of in a. Are some they tentacle ways. monsters? Kind of. Well, I'm intrigued. If you take your hand mm. and you do this like little. Remember thing? the hand creatures from the Legend of Zelda game? Yeah. Yes. Where Ooh. if you walk too close to the wall, they come out and they grab you. Those are the, yep. the wall masters or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Kind of like that. Like that. Mm. They don't. They you know, thing from the Adams family. Yeah. Thing. If yeah. he was on steroids. Okay. That and then it, and then his finger also, went up and then opened up like a crazy tentacle thing. Yeah. 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 Is it also what happens in Labyrinth when you fall down and then the hands help you move back <gasps> up? She chose. <laughs> Goes down. <laughs> oh, I try to get Pat to watch that. Fell asleep. I tend to fall asleep during movies. Okay, but I'm sorry. Continue. So this is a, a movie based so, on a Ted Chiang short story. If you've never read Ted Chiang, his sci-fi is really smart. Really smart. Such good sci-fi. He hasn't read a lot, but he's written some good stuff. And it stars Lois Lane and Hawkeye. It does. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm surprised that DC and Marvel work together on this movie. I was very impressed with their their coping skills. Hmm. Um, I will say, if you are a fan of smart sci-fi, and I mean, Contact was pretty smart. It was good. It was Carl Sagan. It's got a good pedigree. Like, this is smart sci-fi. This is that, this is the itch that I've had for a while that hasn't been scratched. And, and it was um, a 2001, that era. I mean, very affecting, very... Uh, it, it, Okay, Inter- Interstellar kind of tried to do this, but not as well. Mm-hmm. It blended that personal story of, of, of a family or at least a, a mother and her daughter in a way that was very affecting, but also blended in with this first contact situation that was also cool. It, if, if you were looking for like crazy alien invasion movie, don't go this is this. not no, the movie. This is... More intellectual. Yes, there are aliens in it. Yes. Uh, heptapods. Heptapods, yep. I don't know mm-hmm. who decided to they fucking name them. They have seven legs. They have seven legs. Well, that's fantastic, but... Although I did... I, it I was like the odd number. It was kind of cute, though, it's when... Fun. The Martians from War of the Worlds had three legs for their tripod. Yeah, that's it was how you make, it, you make it weird. That's how you make it... BJ loves that. What are you talking about? It's his whole thing. This that's is not his a tagline. This, these are aliens not moving social situations. <laughs> Sorry, Pat, continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was cute, though, when they, they do finally make contact. Um, Amy Adams' character introduces herself as Louise, mm-hmm. and the um, the heptapod like, brings up its arm, and 
it then like opens up into like a star thing, mm-hmm. which is the creepiest part of the whole thing. And then it shoots out this like squid ink and then it forms a round character, which is how they, and they, they basically say it's as if you were writing with both hands from both sides oh. and you to meet in the middle. So you always have to be conscious of how much space each letter and character is going to take up in order to be able to do this. And that's how, like their how advanced their thinking is that's how they they communicate and write um so each of the two heptapods that are in this capsule like space the shell they call it because it looks like a yeah coffee bean seashell (laughs) it's one of those weird like you know things um so but they so each of the heptapods puts up what their you know i guess they're like you know what their name is and they end up naming them abbott and costello and I thought that was corny as all hell, but <laughs> so endearing at the so same inap- time. So appropriate because the whole who's on first. Mm. Like the whole movie is about the complexity of language. And it's not like in an alien encounter where you have this universal translator that just suddenly starts translating. Like everybody you knows how to talk to You have to start at the basics of what is a noun, what is a verb. Uh, I love Pop Culture Happy Hour. They're talking about there is this moment where you're like, oh, my God, they're going to diagram the sentence. They're going to sit there and take an English sentence and diagram it and then explain. And they didn't. But that (laughs) was the moment where I was like, oh, my God, they're really getting into this 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 nature of language, which is so deep and intrinsic in our brains that we don't appreciate it. Something we take for granted. We totally Mm -hmm. do. And in an alien encounter, you cannot expect they're even going to make things that remotely have meaning to us without deep conversations and like trying to figure out what all this means which really impressed the shit out of me of course and it also touches on the way that we learn to communicate mm-hmm. um so backing up amy adams is louise she is a linguist mm-hmm. that has worked with the government um on other top secret projects hawkeye is <laughs> Ian? Yeah, Ian. Okay. I fell asleep during a lot of the introductions. You did. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't well, I mean it was it was a fairly empty theater. Yeah, yeah. Um you Okay, well good, because I was just I faded in and out of the beginning. And then I wake up for like the last two thirds of the movie and I'm solid. It's good. <laughs> um but he is the the scientific mind. So basically you're you have the government trying to approach this from from the scientific and from the language aspect and they're working on this and then as they have the first encounter and do all of this amy adams character louise starts experiencing a lot of flashes the beginning of the movie you see more like more of this story and you think okay cool this is her backstory and then you start seeing these flashes and it starts becoming apparent that she doesn't know what these flashes of her life are so this is spoilers. Well, no, I'm not getting into spoiler territory. I'm not going to okay. go into what it is. I'm just okay. saying. So she starts having to kind of figure out, and she starts to break through a bit, and eventually is the person who who kind of is able to grasp it all and, and put it all together with the help of Ian? Ian. Ian. Hawkeye. Okay. Hawkeye. Let's we'll call him Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner, thank Jeremy. you. I knew so Jeremy Renner. I just the born the born part the born movie that nobody wanted to see. I Aww. wanted to see it and I didn't see it. It was a good. You're the only one. Okay. So I will say this: the director of this film is Dennis Villeneuve, and Dennis Villeneuve is an amazing 
uh, he is like the Ridley Scott, the uh, uh, not Fred School Coco, but the 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 Kubrick of this current era. Like his direction, not only did he get amazing responses from the actors, which Kubrick didn't always get. His sense for what was the right visual, what was the right aural, everything was spot on, perfect. And he's the guy who's doing the new Blade Runner sequel, hmm. which makes me, because this is the first movie I've seen of his, makes me so happy and makes me so confident that that's going to be good. Additionally, the score of this film, Johan Johansson, uh, who, I know, I know, I know, I, know, I, know, I get it, I know, I know. <laughs> It's his music is affecting the whole time in the movie. I felt like I was in this sort of weird trance of, of, of a sonic space where the movie had its one thing going. The music was amplifying that and making it very at times uncomfortable when you're meeting the alien and the score is beating you over the head with odd, crazy sound. And you experience it. It must be like of going through that kind of just surreal situation of meeting an alien for the first time. And, and, and it's so affecting that I, and he's also doing the score for the new Blade Runner film. So, I mean, I am super excited as a friend of mine at work would say, I am super bonerized about the fact that these two people are doing the sequel to the, one of my, one of my favorite movies of all time, both for the visual and the soundtrack. I, I, I just, I'm so happy. I hope right. I'm hopeful. All right. Anyway. And my only other point with the the language piece of it was one of the key tension points is that there are 12 of these pods, Mm -hmm. these shells around the world, and you start to see how other leaders deal with communicating. And one of them is China's leaders play Mahjong, and it becomes a – they learn to communicate through – battling each other in a game that's awesome which but it shows that it's a competition and it shows the aggressive nature of learning to communicate versus trying to teach it our language and communicate on a peaceful level Mm -hmm. communication isn't just verbal exactly well well and they make that point too it's a visual communication simultaneously like a separate information channel to what is verbal which is also really fucking cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's so much about this movie. And, you know, you look at the construction of it. There's some big set pieces, like as far as effects, as far as you know, staging. But ultimately, it's very indie. It's a very small, like, scale movie. There's not a lot of different locations. It's very interesting. And they use found footage. And they use all this stuff to tell a really amazing story. And, and a, I mean, I don't want to spoil this. There's a word I want to use, don't but I feel it. like if I use it, I'll eventually it, see it. It's it. Fantastic. When you realize what's going on, this is the kind of movie that you will go back and watch a second time and go, okay, I the, see it. I get it. I love. This is cool. There were some points where Memento was a little clearer okay. in its storytelling. <laughs> okay. And this, to me, like you, ah. Uh, I just love it. I love it. I love it. I want to go re-re- I want to go back and reread the Ted Chiang story because I read it way back and I don't remember any of it. It's a great story and Ted Chiang again, you have to go check stuff out. Um so, that's Arrival. Um did anyone see Fantastic Beasts? Nope. Nope. Not yet. Well, hopefully by the next Not episode yet. we'll we'll go out and check that out. Doctor Strange. Okay. So, this was a weird situation. <laughs> really? <laughs> Would it you was, say it's it a strange situation? It was strange in a sense. I wasn't with Pat 
when a major Marvel movie came out, which I know was so weird because we actually saw a movie not Aww. together. It was it was crazy. Like I was curling and there was work and it was this whole thing. But friend of the show, Steve Mori, uh, and Eric Mader, who used to do a podcast with me way back in the day called Media Mess, and has been on Flame On. For those of you at home, mark up your bingo spot for Media Mess. I know it's been a while. <laughs> Listen, we should have a Flame On bingo card. We are the pretender. Media Mess is the reason Flame On exists. So uh, we went. I thought the fact that I make the, the trains run on time so wait, is the reason Flame On still well, exists. So Flame On's like true. the afterbirth, or it's the rebirth, or is it the, the no, rebirth? It's, it's, or are we the new Fifty Two? Because the I second hope not. child that you let go crazy. Because the first this, child, you were all about the no, rules. No, because you're too now? tired. Because you're too tired you're to do that tired. shit again. Exactly. Is this Marvel now? Is, is this Marvel, Marvel really now? All Marvel right now. now. <laughs> all new, all different. So, uh, and John Carpenter, another friend of the show, we went and saw it up in Charlotte, and it was. But I went in very kind of worried. The Lizard Man. The Lizard Man. <laughs> Yes, Benedict Cumberbatch is a, a reptile. With no, his he looked like a cute otter. Slender lips and his. He did the impersonation of the otter. Yeah. From that meme or that video, whatever on Facebook, there was like thirty impressions <laughs> that Benedict Cumberbatch did that were fantastic. He's adorable. I beg to differ. Lizard man, really? He's a reptile. <laughs> wow. I don't... I can't. I don't understand. That's why that. he was a perfect candidate for smog. No, well, I mean he did a great job. Let's be honest. Sherlock Cumber Smog. <laughs> but let me just say, like, it. I love Doctor Strange. I'm a huge Doctor Strange fan. I have tried to go back. I've been reading the um, Ditko stuff in black and white, just because I have a classic edition or whatever. And like, it's crazy shit. And it's not always very good. No. But there's mm-hmm. some really inspired visuals and some really interesting storylines. And Midnight Suns and The Oath mm-hmm. and the new um, Aaron, uh, Jason Aaron Jason Aaron stuff. Like, there's some great Doctor Strange stories out there. And this movie did a good job, I think, with encapsulating that, telling the origin story, which is its own thing, kind of be frustrating at times. You're like, oh, my God, get on. Let's get on with it. But it, it, it really introduced this world to Marvel's cinematic universe that we didn't have. The magic thing up till now, Scarlet Witch, not really. No, no I would know. They, not Scarlet. They completely changed her powers. They did. The closest yeah. we could get was Thor. Yes. Yes. Know? Yes. To an extent. Right. And that was just because it wasn't on this world. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't. But. Isn't Ghost Rider technically in that same magical world well, as Doctor Strange? Yeah. Well, that's the TV. Yes and no, but that was the whole reason why that was their thing. And we talked about this when we um, when I, when we were talking about Shield last time. Is mm-hmm. that this was kind of Marvel's way of introducing it to the public to prep them for Doctor Strange? Oh, yeah. Okay. So it kind of gives them a little bit of that gateway. They haven't. They've touched on the so vengeance a, spirits. A preamble to. Yes, it was yeah. kind of like this shit ex- exists. Be ready, and the Doctor Strange happens, and now maybe Shield will get a little bit deeper into that vengeance spirit and that kind of thing with it. So, what did you guys think? Did you enjoy? Did you did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you I didn't see it, it yet. You didn't see it. I know Oral saw it. I did, of course, of course. I thought it was uh, very entertaining. It's funnier than I thought it was going to be, which yeah. I really like because Doctor Strange is really weird. Yes, he's very weird. Um, he's strange. You know, you make certain allowances because you know it's it's a 
a modern story saying magic spells is really kind of like um hackneyed in in a sense so it being like motions and movements where you think that they're channeling this energy that's really cool i love you know seeing the mandalas Mm -hmm. um yes and and all the sigils when they cast spells i think that is a really like gorgeous and uh arresting way to depict magic um i wish they had done more with wong like it's yeah it is is this is my one i was going to see dr strange i'm not going to see um Ghost in the Shell, because I just, <gasps> I have to, there comes a part where I'm just like, I get one Asian, like, Asian community, I got one. But they did a good job of I'm, at least I'm, explaining what their choice was. Here, yeah, here's the thing. I thought Tilda Swinton was awesome while she's twi- uh, Tilda Swinton it up um, and being this, like, really... <laughs> did you listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour? Yeah, it up. <laughs> I was like, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, she she was great. I I did love it, but I understand why that's problematic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Wong is an interesting character, and they play him for comic relief. But like, if if many of your like driving serious characters are these like white people. Except for uh, Mordo, because like you know, anytime he plays a villain, like I'm, I'm all about it. Amen. Um, yep. It's, it's sort of like, hey, you, you took these like ideas from our culture and kind of threw it together to create this system of like magic and like how this world works. And and while Wong is cool, like as this like stern librarian. Like he doesn't do anything. No. Like they yeah. they really don't give him any agency, yeah. and that's that's problematic because ultimately then what it becomes is, you know, white savior, and it's not it's not I don't think that's something that they wanted to do, um, especially because they I shouldn't say I shouldn't say that I don't think that that is a good look for that movie, but it that's really what it becomes, and you know I I see that as its fault. Um, I was thoroughly entertained. It's one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's still really problematic. Um, Ghost in the Shell, I can't do because that's some bullshit. Well, when Ghost in the Shell comes out, we'll I will talk more. About we'll this revisit later. this conversation yeah. because I'm after seeing the new trailer. I'm very excited. So, um, but BJ, did you see it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What you? What do you think? Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I. Marvel has this kind of way of of they they've got their because this felt like a phase one movie, they they've got their their intro movies that they got that down to a science now. Yeah. You have a cast of like five, maybe four, like main characters. You have like one or two side characters, and you just do the story. You don't try to get sneaky with it. You don't. You just do the story, and it was very. There were times where you're like, yeah, yeah, it's an origin story. We get it. We know what's gonna happen. But the execution, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I really liked uh, – I also liked that they kind of were like – not only was it the jumping off point for mysticism, it's also the jumping off point for like different dimensions, yes. like multiverse. I mean, they, they tied – so this is the thing I think Oral was getting at. They, they, they didn't want to go the hackneyed uh, hocus-pocus route. They didn't yeah. want to go spells. They wanted to say, oh, no, 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 no. Magic is like programming for the universe. It's the source code. It's you're manipulating the source code. You're doing this thing. 
that manipulates dimensional energies, and they made that yep. point very clear. And time, which is the whole Eye of Agamotto thing, which is interesting. And you're manipulating reality as like you're a program, mm-hmm. which as a programmer is kind of exciting. But it's like that whole techno mage idea that, you know, programming is a sort of reality and you're manipulating it by symbology. And it also it was it was all like the ancient one was also very explicit to be like, if you like to think of it as programming. Right. And each spell is a, it's a metaphor. Yeah, each spell is like a program. Right, right. Then whatever works for you. Right. But it, the, the point is, it's a metaphor into the base, whatever yeah. of reality. And that was. I like that. Of course, again, coming from my background, I like that. So, like, the time thing made sense. Even though the Agamotto is not normally in Marvel a time sort of anything. Relic. Yeah. Right. It's not a relic for time at all. Um, but it made sense in this Marvel Cinematic Universe where you're building towards this Infinity Stone thing and you're mm-hmm. doing all this. Um, the uh, Mads Mikkelsen character, I felt like, in a prior draft, was, was Mordo. I felt like that was Mordo, and then they split it out for whatever reason. But by the end of the film, it kind of came full circle, and Mordo had his moment of reaction and made him sort of opposite to the strange character, the strange uh, Well, Yeah, because Mordo isn't really Strange's friend, and they needed to kind of ground a villain, because everybody talks about Marvel villains, and... They're very one note, and there's no real reason right. to them. Which mustache twirling, yeah. Which I mean, you need a villain in a in a movie. You know, you have two hours, two and a half hours. You're not gonna be able to flesh out every villain's motives or reason for being in every single movie. That's why Loki is taken because you have Loki and Thor. You have him in the Avengers. You have him in Avengers Two. You you have time with them. Mordo. This movie was more to set up Mordo have a reason for him and have yeah, that, yeah. that, that depth to the character, which they need yeah. uh, in addition to Mor- somebody like Loki. Right. Mordo, Mordo is level zero. And Mad's character, um, Kaithelius, uh, Kiki serious. He <laughs> was very one note. Like yeah. I want to bring, I want to live forever. I want to always live forever. Let's do this thing with Dormammu, which is the sort of a cool reveal. Again, we're spoiling. Um, that 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 this big bad Dormammu shows up, and I actually, as much as I don't like the Ayagamato as this time gem thing, I like the idea of this loop that 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 uh, final range and Dormammu are in. And that still, final battle scene was legit. I yeah. I absolutely I, I love that whole that whole thing. Yeah. It's great. What sucks is that they they took out a line um, where Strange makes a comment that they've been doing this for like a thousand lifetimes, which takes away, like they took away a bit of the gravity of how long. Yes. This, uh-huh. Yeah. Because they show you about 10 or 12 yeah. times that it happens and you're like, all right, cool. But then you kind of, you just feel like, all right, they did this, you know, for 20 minutes and no, now he's, I, yeah, but in my mind, I'm, I'm feeling like they, Oh no, that was like hundreds of and hundreds well, of years. And again, I'm going to say this because you all know I'm going to. The Doctor Who uh, episode from the last season yeah. where they do the same idea. Mm-hmm. They make it very clear it's happened for millennia. Yep. And that, More than a millennia. Yeah, and it has it has an, a huge emotional impact. Even if you don't have that memory, that direct memory, you have some recognition of, oh, my God, this has been a long time. So, like, that, that I'm surprised. I didn't realize that they had taken that out. Yeah. That yeah. would have been more powerful. That would have made it more. Because there was, I mean, 
there was nothing really to denote that with um with who you got that sense the way that it was shot and the angst and the emotion in the doctor when he finally cut, breaks thing, through just keep doing yeah, that, it, yeah you know and, and they also did show a lot more of that in a in a in that Spread chunk up, yeah. of, of time where this just kind of if you're not really paying attention because like i didn't realize the agamotto was an infinity gem until wong says it at the end you know, you kind of oh, just no, look I at it. Oh, no, I saw that bitch, and I'm like, mm. Yep. Well, I, I mean, I guess I was just kind of, I'm not, I, I've never been a strange fan. And, and for quite a while, my Marvel world was, if it didn't have an X in it, I'm not there. <laughs> and a lot of my life You've now is still. You've a long way, though. You've mm. read a lot, books, a lot of books that are not X books. No, I know, I know. I caught up on Captain America and was like, Wow, they just wrote about the current election cycle, yeah, but replaced it with the Red Skull. Yeah, totally. Oh, I will say this: if you have read the Oath, or, or I'm sorry, if you have not read the Oath by um Vince, I don't know Vaughn. What's what's Vaughn's first name? Brian. Brian. Brian K. Vaughn. Thank you. Um, and Marcus Martin. It is an amazing, amazing, amazing Doctor Strange book, and it is very informative. This of this um book of this movie. You've got to go check it out. And, like, it's – Doctor Strange is an amazing character. He can be used in such a base, boring way. And I think Bendis has been guilty of using him sometimes, kind of a boring kind of uh, – but this this character is cool. And I'm so glad he's going to be in the new Thor movie, which is the one of the post credit scenes. Is it going to be the new Thor movie? Uh, yep. I feel like that was actually more of a post credit scene for the impending Doctor Strange. No, 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 no. He's going to be in Ragnarok. I'm pretty sure huh. I read, and it was confirmed with this credit scene, he's in Ragnarok, at least in some capacity. Okay. And then uh, Infinity, whatever else comes out later, but he is he is an intrinsic part of the Marvel Universe. He is a core, uh, he represents a lot of the magic in the, in, the, in the universe, you know, again, with Scarlet Witch and other characters. But this movie did it justice. The score um, brought in the sitar. I don't know if you guys caught that. Like, yeah. Indian vibe. Like, that was so cool. Because... Like, it was subtle at first, and then the end credits, you're like, oh, there it is. It's like this trippy, you know, awesome uh, Pink Floyd almost kind of thing that they were doing. Did did anybody catch uh, the subtle throwback to Ant-Man when Ancient One kind of drop, drop kicks his third eye into, into no, working? No, that wasn't subtle. And and it's like he passes through. Girl, something that it looks was like, hey, like... remember Ant Man? Remember <laughs> that scene in Ant Man where he was going into the microverse? Y'all remember that, right? Okay, you see these kaleidoscopes? That's us. <laughs> see, Ant-Man. I didn't think Ant Man. I think Ditko because what Ditko and Kirby also, I think, at some points, sort of brought to that world is that trippy psychedelic version but see like they, they both draw from that right? yeah no so like yeah. when i saw that in ant-man i instantly knew where that came from yeah, yeah, yeah. okay i get you yeah so so no that was awesome like that was like un- unexpected honestly i was like this is going on a long time for for what i would expect a modern <laughs> movie to do um but it was it was it was dr strange has been it's very well received i mean it's still doing really well it's a nice addition to the uh yeah and it's 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 good. And Benedict Cumberbatch, I was worried about the accent, as I'm always worried. Because I'm like, I know you're English accent. He did a good job. He really like I yeah. And thir- first thirty minutes, I'm like, I'm past that. I'm good. All right. So we're gonna blow through a lot of these segments quickly, I think. But we do want to talk about television. 
Um, not all of us are caught up on all the shows because it's a lot of shows. It's a lot of shows. That it's it's but tenuous. I will say, Flash. After our initial concerns oh, Lord, about Flashpoint, that whole thing, it's still been pretty interesting, and they've brought in some characters in this I've most recent it. episode that I didn't realize they were bringing in, and I'm excited. The first of all, the fact that they have Jesse Quick, I'm mm-hmm. a huge Jesse Quick fan. And that, why? Because <laughs> I am. Because I I like a female Flash. Go figure. I mean, I think that's really cool. And that's historically what she is. They haven't brought in Max Mercury. I don't know if they're going to. They have this whole weird thing with Harrison Wells that keeps getting weirder and weirder. But it's actually enjoyable, and I'm 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 liking it because I mean, it's I'm glad he's getting work, and I'm glad I like to, that to actor so much that I'm fine with him in in whatever form he shows up um savitar i don't know if you've gotten there like that's a cool thing like that's a flash villain that you don't see as often and yeah it's a little little more than maybe some people would like but whatever um i i don't i've been liking flash i'm i've, I've enjoyed it i'm i'm a little i'm just a little sad i miss i miss the bubble gum the bubble gum yeah and there i miss it yeah it's a little less of that but you got the whole thing with um iris that's growing which again for me as a big continuity nerd that's important they need to eventually get together. I mean, they're. they're I like, saw four minutes of Supergirl because Monel the Daxamite shows up. <gasps> I didn't see. He's oh hot as fuck. Oh, he is, is beyond he's, hot. And that's like, all oh, he's I a recurring character now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See Monel. Monel's great. I love Monel. I don't know why, but I really like. I like the Guardian too. I love. No fuck the Jimmy Olsen. He was yeah. Mono was hot. That's Jim, the only but, thing that I have watched Jimmy for Olsen Supergirl. Is the yeah, no, that's cool. Whatever. I'm excited. About no, I, I love I've, I've loved Supergirl too. I, I did enjoy the first episode where the CW writers take a fine scalpel to everything from oh, the previous. Oh, no, no, they did that because they could not continue doing what they were doing. Yeah. Because what's her name was not going to come in for a shit ton less than what she was making. They're not filming in LA. Like they had to basically go. Wait a minute. We have to pretend like we're just starting over from scratch because we can't continue on with Catco. Although Catco made a Catco made a guest appearance in the show. Yeah, when an entire set piece makes a cameo, it's so, fantastic. A friend of mine at again coworker, the one that may have liked Trump, he said that he's had to stop watching Supergirl because it was too political. Do you guys understand that? I don't understand. I've been watching it. He said it was too political. You know, no. When people say, "Oh, it's too political," what they said is. People are telling me that my views are terrible and shitty, and it's making me feel bad. So instead of, and you know, enlightening myself, I'm just going to tune them out entirely. Well, that's what they did. Yeah, that's what they did. I can see that. When I see a diverse cast of characters, including people of color and now lesbians, I'm sorry, I can't watch this anymore. They made her sister a lesbian. Well, I know about oh, yeah. that, but did they make um, what's her name? Um... Uh, Wonder Woman, a bigger part? Like, is that a thing? What, what are they she's, doing with that? She's a guest star. She's the president of the United States. I know she's the president. But potentially. And, she's, she's, an and she's an alien. Yeah. Well, not oh, potentially. Alien. Her eyes lit up. She's oh, yeah. an alien. She, the, yeah. It was the John oh. Jones reveal where Which, you know he's an alien. So my question is this, because who cares? Um, <laughs> is when we're Mella back in... DC's no. not yet no. oh, but I can't uh, after, wait. after the crossover talks about maybe getting himself a man Jula and retiring <laughs> to his chambers 
to go to the Kentucky Derby? Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been sitting there? For 35 years. <laughs> I cannot wait to, for him to come back. To be fair, and, and I did eat up his guests, his little quickie guest flashback moment. Yes. Because yes. I do, I do want to fuck the hell out of Mirror Master. I, I did not oh, expect really? that. Oh, God, yes. Yes. Now, what with Miller I can go with? Even Heat Wave I can go with. But oh, yeah. Mirror Master. Uh, Mirror Master, Heat Wave. Those oh, three roads. He's to look at, but... Probably now for Arrow. Who gives a fuck? I don't care. On. But there's a it, crossover coming up with the Dominators. Uh, Did you read yeah, the Dominators? Uh, I've heard, I've heard I have not read the Dominators. Uh, it so starts this honest. Monday. Yeah. We got to watch no. all that shit. No. I thought it started this Monday. No, it's a week from this Monday. So okay. 28th. It's after Thanksgiving. Well, oh, so okay. they're not going to do a Thanksgiving. When you're week. hearing this episode, it is the next episode coming up. Okay. But they are doing a four-part crossover. Oh, so yeah. it is going to be interesting. And it's going to be even more confusing to fucking have, watch. We're going to have to watch all of it. I'm okay with this. I will say this. The, the, I always the, fell asleep uh, during the arrow parts of the Flash Arrow crossover. Oh, <laughs> now we're going to have to go fucking four ways. Do you guys like Legends, Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah. It, League of Doom. The it, it, uh, you know what's the funny Legion of Doom. is because last season they literally it, it just comes out of nowhere and you're like, OK, cool. And then it slows down and you're like, oh, OK, I'm actually enjoying this. And, and, we, and yeah, and, but then like, what the fuck is what the yeah. fuck is wrong with her? Who was never I, she she's moping for no goddamn reason. She her power. Let me get a hologram. Of, let me let me have a big puff of blue gorilla smoke. It's always a gorilla, <laughs> which I'm offended by. Like, it's, I'm like, why is it always? Why is it always a gorilla? Like, out of the entire animal kingdom, does she just not have the imagination to pick other animals? Uh, so I'm gonna hire Guy Gardner. <laughs> no, not Guy Gardner. No, what's what's the what's the artist? Outdoor. There's a couple of them. Oh, damn it. Well. I like the fact that she's doing the most amazing thing. Steel is fun. I like the actor. Oh, bless that nerd. I like him. Bless that super-powered nerd. I don't know what he's done. I don't know what he does. He's the nerdiest nerd that has ever nerded. I love his hair. His hair is what I did in the 90s. I'm a historian traveling through time. If you just takes his clothes off more often, we'll be fine. Exactly. I didn't realize that he was... On Cougar Town, he was Courtney Cox's first boyfriend on Cougar Town, but without the hair, less less obnoxious hair, less obnoxious hair. But he was shirtless more often, so it was fine. You would enjoy him. He's he's good. He's good. So we're excited about the CW. What other? Oh, okay. We're not talking about American Horror Story because not all of us are caught up. But let me just say, do we really need to be though? Pat and I can agree. That's bullshit. That show is bullshit. We just want to skip ahead to the next season at this point. I I'm, mean, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a fucking hate watching completionist, so I will continue watching. But I don't <laughs> want to watch anymore. But, but the good thing is, friend of the show, Trixie Mattel, did get a, a guest appearance. She was seven, oh, seven daytime yeah. fish. It was lovely. <laughs> As Trixie, t- <laughs> it was so. Lovely. Oh my god! Did you see that Bob and Trixie oh, swapped? No. Drag appearances? No. Oh my god. I guess Bob did Trixie's face and 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 Trixie put on Bob's wig uh-huh. and Trixie did Bob's face in Trixie's style with Trixie's wig. No, I haven't. Oh seen my god, it was amazing. I have I gotta look that up. Drag is the new spandex. It's a great show. Oh, New Year's Eve. You better be there, bitch. Bob oh, you, and Bianca. You gotta be there. I know. I know. I've. It's the first New Year's in a while that I get. 
you know, to do something. So I should bring it in the gayest way possible. <laughs> you can bring all of your pack or whoever. I mean, I don't care. You just gotta be there. <laughs> I don't have a pack. Thank you very much. Not yet. She don't. Stop she don't run in packs. I have nothing. I have nothing. Vengeance. I have nothing. Vengeance. I'm just saying, you gotta be there for that. Vengeance. That's gonna be amazing. Calm down, Whitney. I have nothing. <laughs> We, we got I you. On, we got nothing, you recorded with that. That's good. Okay. Nothing <laughs> if I don't have a sub. <laughs> Subs. All right. So sub so fast, you freak. We have to talk pub sub. We have to talk about <laughs> genital jousting. Oh yeah. Now, a little bit going on in video if games. If you've today. not been paying attention to the Steam community, there is a game out. That actually animates a penis and an anus and balls it, all together in one. The anus uh, is right behind the balls. Well, you know, it's a simplification. It, it, it wouldn't be a proper term, but lingam would. Uh, lingam. Okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you. But I, I think that would be the, like the the closest approximation. Yeah. So this game, we actually sat down and played right before this recording. For only a little bit. We didn't go crazy. It was amazing. But it was the party game unlocked. Um, it was, I mean, we had fun. Hilarious. A lot and of penetration. A lot of yep. penetration. Yep. In yep. fact, yep. the fact that anytime you stick your penis in somebody else's anus, it's, that uh, it says penetration is kind of a Like, yeah. that's part of some of the mini games. We, yeah. we daisy-chained. We, we did. did. We did. We did. Ouroboros, in fact, was yes. one of the party <laughs> It's, it's the the objective, but really it's a daisy chain. It was it was a very <laughs> ridiculous and fun game, and it had a Splatoon element. When you would um, get penetrated, you would shoot your color of the team of your team. Well, uh, up your, your goal is to code as much of it. That's the big Bukaki party. The Bukaki game. party, yes. It was it was it was. Um, I'm I'm. And this is early access. This is not the final game. Oh no, this yeah. is early access. So, it's the green light, uh, Steam green light, so early access. What we're saying is the the people who make this genital jousting game, you're onto something. I feel like there is potential There's here. More. There there is a lot. There was a wiener game that I played earlier that was kind of fun. Another party game. Um, I we did not do the online uh, multi peen is what they <laughs> called it. I don't know what that entails. But um no, I mean it was it was a fun. Multiple so for fallacies. five bucks for four ninety nine, if you're on Steam, you should check this out. It's if a great it's a great party game and all yeah. it's a great local multiplayer, just nonsense party game. I mean it, it is. It is nonsense. The music is, is ridiculous. The sound effects are also uh, hilarious. <laughs> I mean it was it was it was cute. It was really good. It was worth worth four ninety nine, I think. Um so you gotta check this out. Now I also know Pokemon put out a big Huge, huge release. Yeah, I don't know about it. I don't do the Pokemon. I do. It's, no, you do. Sun and Moon. It's it's fun. It's standard Pokemon game. Um, the narrative. The, this one actually, because the last one had kind of a slight storyline that nobody really cared about. This one has slightly more of a narrative with somebody harboring something that may or may not be a Pokemon, and she just kind of carries it around with her, and she's your friend. Um, but uh, it's yeah, it's it's fun. There's a lot of neat little mechanics. Um. They kind of figured out what works, what doesn't work by this point. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's you're in the Alola region. You're essentially in Hawaii. Just chilling out. Really? Yep. You're in a, it's a, it's a set of four islands, and each island is pretty much almost the amount of – it's like half the amount of a regular Pokemon game. So you spend a lot of time hanging out on a, until you get like a quick travel function. Um 
But no, it's uh, they. There's some mechanics that are dumbed down that some people complained about. Where once you use a move on a specific type of Pokemon, if it's effective or if it's not, it always your little Pokedex labels whether or not it's going to be effective. Um, so it just encourages you to actually like play the game instead of every time something attacks you, you're like, mm, no, I just wanna just wanna get this done. Now is this out for every? No, this is out for 3ds. Yeah, 3ds, uh, 3ds, and then. So right as of right now, they're talking about potentially moving to the Switch when the, the next that the next you Pokemon. Called? <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your starter and what what type? So my starter, I picked the starter that nobody's going to pick, and that's the little Opera Seal Papilio. Oh, that bullshit! Yep, yeah, everybody, because I know everybody's gonna pick Litten. Or the uh, or the the grass owl, the chicken the gr- nugget, <laughs> chicken nugget. Yeah, no, the the grass owl is awesome. Yeah, and that's what everyone should have chosen. And which is which he eventually becomes a ghost grass type. Yeah, which is great. Not that I played Pokemon and like, what gen is this? Shit. Um, gen eight. <laughs> well, and here, well, gen a. Okay, I should. I, so I'm gonna say eight. Here. I haven't played a Pokemon game since Emerald. You didn't play Pokemon Go? I hate Pokemon Go, and I'm glad it's dead. <laughs> but you don't, you don't have the watch? <laughs> so, you, uh, the interesting thing about this is this one is you have... They finally, you know, understood that animals are different in different regions of the world. Oh. Um, so you have Alola versions of regular Pokemon. So you've got, like, a Vulpix that's actually an ice-type... You've got uh, Diglets that have uh, once it evolves, it has they have hair like be like Destiny's Child perfectly quaffed Beyonce hair. Um, but they, there's a lot of mixing and matching of the different types. Sounds like they ran out of variations and bullshit names. Or just like, girl, just mix it together. We'll call it Aloha Reason. It'll yeah, be different. But they do it in a good way, and and just about all the Pokemon have some sort of horrifying backstory. There's a ghost sand type that eats people. Oh, okay. Just pulls them right down into the sand, and I'm like, okay, well that's that's highly unsettling, but whatever floats your boat. But it's so far, I'm I'm about over halfway through the first island, so it's so okay. far it's it's got me engaged. I'll be playing it at work when I'm supposed to be working. Right. Well, good. Okay. Um, yeah, I played no new games. No, none. I got back into Final Fantasy 14 last night. It's been a while. Oh, wow. It's good. It's got new content. Fifteen comes out like next week. Fifteen. I I actually kind of thought about getting a PS4. Uh, what's the H the 4K one? PS PS Pro. Yeah, I thought about getting that, and then I'm like, mm, I want to play it. I do, but I can wait. I think I can wait. You I mean, can't wait, and you know damn well you're not gonna wait. No, I think I can. I really do. I'm actually more excited about the Switch and the new Zelda than I am about Final Fantasy 15, and I'm a huge huge final fantasy fan i am that bitch ain't waiting that we'll bitch ain't we'll, waiting. we'll see we'll see when you guys come back we'll see also <laughs> did you get the jodorowsky's dune no i mean, no! I, I don't know like my co-worker i'm begging you different co-worker he has it and i had the i had the blu-ray i have a plex server i can even give you access to watch it i don't streaming. know what that is i'll talk just don't look in the prawn folder. Don't look in the prawn folder. Well, you could. Always look at the prawn folder. Nothing you haven't seen in person. Stop. No, you're cutting this shit out. Nope. Nope. 
No. I don't want any contact. No. I don't want nothing. Keep your mouth shut. Vengeance. This is oh, karma. Karma's coming back, and I'm it's a saying, bitch. It's not. It's, it's nothing that exciting. It's, it's not my fault exciting. that you aren't. Um, <gasps> what's the word? Call this basic. Demure. <gasps> I don't even know what that word means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't speak French. Now comics are a thing, and I know we used to talk about them all the time back when we had a podcast that was very like regularly. I had time. But I will just say this. um, Rebirth stuff overall from DC has been really good. Yeah. I've been enjoying uh, Batman. I've been enjoying... Which Batman? uh, Like the titular Batman. Okay. The Tom King one. I've been enjoying... That's been great. The uh, Superman from... um, Oh my god, Tomasi. I'm behind. It's been pretty good. Um, I've been loving... I think we've talked about this, but Flintstones? Yeah, no, it's the best book DC's yeah. putting out. Shit. Flintstones is really And I good. went and listened to Mark Russell's um, God is Disappointed in You, mm-hmm. the audiobook read by James Urbaniak from Venture Brothers. Yeah, I remember you telling me about it. Man, it's good. It's good stuff. Like, as a Bible nerd and as a fan of James Urbaniak and as, famous, as a fan of Mark Russell, it's amazing. It's really good. And the Flintstones, although the fifth issue that got into the election... It, it, to me, it could have been stronger. It could have been more of a thing. What What more is, this is terrible. Don't do this. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that was a strong issue. It was No, it was good, but it, I think the previous four were even stronger. So I don't know. I, I liked it. I mean, I love it. Flintstones has no, been well, really strong. It didn't. It wasn't as specific, but I mean, he wrote this months ahead. I, I mean, think I think it was super specific. I think it's scarily specific. So Grognak, the uh, conqueror. Yeah. Versus, plus, uh, plus, um, <laughs> like Bam Bam being Loki. Like that's Bam Bam being the tree in the, from the tree people. I mean, yeah. I, I I I didn't take the Loki thing at the time, but I totally see that. Yeah, I think um, it was cool. No, I mean I listen. But yeah, we're we're just we're best book semantic. of best book in the dc thing mm-hmm. right now uh marvel um civil war 2 is kind of not done yet and Trash. yet books are sort of reacting to it Isn't that what happened last time including invincible hulk and who invincible hulk invincible iron man sorry and in uh the the new uh iron man book with riri that was really good i really enjoyed her first issue yeah and i like her even a lot though again the reveal at the end is i love how they they retroactively put her into Civil War. They were like, who are you? Who are you? You're right. like, well, I've been here the whole time. That. But did you see me? <laughs> that was kind of hilarious. Did you still? I've been right here. Check the tapes. <laughs> Check the tapes. It's, 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 it's whatever. But Bendis is doing both, so whatever. Um, no, it's a great yeah, character. Doom, Doom's Iron Man, like infamous Iron Man, I think infamous. is a lot of fun. In the, yeah. I, I think it's a lot of fun. It is. No, but I you really know, Bendis is going to fuck it up, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. We'll see. Um, the second issue of uh, Jessica Jones came out. I didn't out. read it. I haven't I, read it. I, haven't read it. <laughs> no, I was so excited, and then we we went and saw Carrie Underwood on Wednesday. So is that the one who stole that woman's husband? No, that's Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> and Amy Grant. I've I've seen both of them perform. Oh, it was Amy Grant? I love Amy Grant. Both stole people's husbands. Yeah. Well, whatever. Ooh, Just saying. That's my Peter Shatter. Wow. Are there good any good any books that were coming out? Um yes. So uh Reborn is the <gasps> Mark Millar book. The first issue, they did the second re- I read it. It was really good. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Second issue starts building up this world, which is really, <sighs> really weird because people that the, the titular character knew in life are in this afterlife as well. Mm-hmm. And depending on how they lived is how they end up in this world. Really? Um, and uh, her very devout friend uh, ends up in this really interesting position. Mm-hmm. And they're completely different from how she remembers them. Because, like, what do you do when, you know, you expect one thing and you get another? And it's that one thing that informed your life so fully. Right. Um, so Mark that, Miller is killing it with this book from a philosophical perspective. And the art by um, uh, Batman, Brett Greg uh, Capullo, uh-huh. is really strong. And it's not the same kind of art that he did in Batman. It's more fantastic. It's more... Yeah, it's really good. Backtracking. Jeff Lemire on... Well, no, I don't have to back. Jeff Lemire's Black Hammer. Really great. Super creepy. If you're not reading it, please pick it up. I have the first two issues. Uh Uh-huh. And he also just did uh, release Thanos, number one, with Diodato. I haven't read it. It, That was awesome. And you're going to like it because it, it... delves deep into like the history of like Thanos oh. and it pulls some I'm glad some and there's a big reveal yeah Lemire issue can be one. hit or miss sometimes and he I, can I'm I'm always worried about that but I need to read it the um oh gosh um oh the the DC young animals stuff the third issue of Doom, of Patrol? Doom Patrol finally brought it home and I now kind of understand the world they're in yeah. and what they're doing and I'm I'm Perfect. It's perfect. It's and great. it's been helpful because good. I, those first two issues, if this third issue hadn't turned it around for me, I would have dropped it. Oh, absolutely. Gerard Way is good. And, and when he's when he's doing his Morrison sort of thing, that's fine. But he has to sort of explain it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he finally did in that third issue. And I love Flex Mentallo, of course. I mean, it's a huge character from, from Morrison and, 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 and prior. But like... They, they, he unified it all in that third issue is what's important. The Cave Carson is also actually really strong, and it's partly because the Oming art is really good mm-hmm. and sort of like bounds it and makes it like approachable. So Cave Carson is another good young animals book. I haven't read Shade the Changing Girl Woman. Shade the Changing Girl. I haven't read that. It's good. And it's I haven't read the Mother Panic. Mother Panic is dark and fucked up, yeah. and I liked it. <laughs> it's very Batman infused, right? It's it's not even like they're doing what they did, kind of like in Joker in that first issue, where like Batman like will appear, but it's really just like, hey, Gotham, Batman, whatever, and you you move on. Okay, okay. Well, I'm very excited about Young Animals, and I like that they've grounded it into the DC uh, proper. Um, any other indie stuff that's like, I mean, um, Black Monday, the Hickman stuff has been pretty good. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, uh, Matt Kent came out with his new book, Ether. <gasps> oh, I didn't get that. Oh, I'll work on getting that for you. Okay, that was please. Cool. I, I, I actually, so Kent's an interesting guy. I guess a friend of mine from the Charlotte Curling Club knows him and, and has supported him. And I've never read my management. And I wanted to. I know. I know. It's shocking. And like, I I want to I want to check out his stuff. So, uh, Ether was good. Ether was great. It, uh, Ether. Imagine if you are a scientist and you discover a world full of magic, and you know that magic doesn't exist. It's literally just unexplained phenomena. And so he's going through this world trying to catalog 
all of these magical things through a lens of of uh logic and reasoning okay it's really cool and then like in true matt kim fashion uh fashion there's a twist at the end which mm-hmm. i really love so like ether has been awesome okay bj i would say what are you reading but i know you didn't pick up your books how huh? i did pick up my books oh oh i picked up my books two weeks ago Wait, two weeks so, ago? So I probably have another set. You know, they come out weekly. I know. They probably have another set of books. Mm. So, but I did pick those. Two. We saw Brian on, uh, what night were we there? Friday? Saturday? I don't know. It would have been Friday. Or it would. You had just been. left. Yeah, it would have been Friday. So, I mean, I'm just saying. Just click, 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 click. But you saw him. You went to the shop. I didn't go this week. <laughs> oh, I was no, there. That's right. I was, I was bringing food. Yep. yep. Okay. So, oh, um, and don't forget, Love is Love, the comic <gasps> anthology it's coming. is coming We're doing out. A big thing. Don't worry about it. I got you. Okay. Do you need any help? Um, we might. I'll, I'll let you please, know. because okay, if you have not checked out Love is Love, this is um Mark Andreco. I think was the instigator of all this, and uh, friend of the show, former cast member uh, Joshua Yale, also wrote. Story for this, I think Dan Parent. Dan Parent's got a uh, a piece in it as well, yeah. Steve Orlando. I mean, pretty much this is the anyone who is anyone and was affected by the uh, the Pulse Orlando shooting. This is the anthology book that Mark Andreco has given a lot of his personal time and effort and energy into setting up. And not everybody could be a part of it. I know that there were some people who we talked to at New York Comic Con and some other shows where. <laughs> they they didn't get to necessarily be but I mean it was it's 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 still gonna be a huge great jam piece, uh jam anthology piece uh, that's gonna benefit our uh Pulse Orlando shooting victims. So this comes out this coming week, I think, when we when you set this when we send this out. Uh, well it said FOC is um on Monday the twenty first. Okay. So I don't know in retail terms, what's the is it out this week? No, not yet. No. Okay. Is it, what, what, what is FOC? Final order cutoff. Okay. So, like, the final oh, order okay. cutoff is coming the final... It's the always the last Thursday of the month. Well, okay. there you go. His so, post said that it was it was Monday was the FOC for the book. But if it's the Thursday, oh, then... Yeah, I think because of the holiday. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. things might have... So, you'll probably... So, our listeners will hear this after the, the cutoff. Mm-hmm. However... Your check your check with your retailer. Ask them if they've ordered it. Be on the lookout for it. If it opens back up, if they have an opportunity to order it um, after the initial shipment, if you uh, are in an area that will not have it, I know our local comic shops. I know a comic shop. I'm sure that um, Epic and some of the other ones will be getting it as well because obviously it it's here in our backyard. So it would be the biggest demand for it would probably be here. Um, but go check it out. You can actually order it on Amazon as well. If you don't find Support it at your local... businesses. No, no, no. If you don't find it at your local comic if shop... If you're in a rural area listening to our voice... If you are in a red if, state... Yes. Oh, wait. Well, red state. If you're in a if mostly... You're not, if you're not in a blue island... If you're in a blue remote island, area. Blue island. If you're in a remote area. If you're overseas, perhaps. Or if you're overseas. But no, if you're in Orlando, certainly... Or uh, a comic shop, Gods and Monsters, and Epic. Those are the three stores that I can personally say value gay lgbt comic uh, readers oh, well, something called coliseum in there. oh I, i'm sorry coliseum. <laughs> yeah. of course no i We've actually got friends no i tagged all these bitches and i said look you guys make sure you're ordering this shit 
I mean, I will go around and buy one from each of the stores if I have to. But this is a great buy three from us, <laughs> girl. You know, I'm not be my first choice. Come on. But no, I mean seriously, like go out and support this uh, book. Unless a different store owner flips and comes to our team, in which case then buy them out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna happen. I know it won't. Wishful thinking. Wishful uh, thinking. Gosh, it's because his beard is growing up. Which one? Danny. Oh, oh, come I, on, girl. Aren't you talking about mine? I'm like, ugh. Oh, no. Oh, both. No. Yuck. Girl, we know we just gotta get him drunk and start making out with us. It's fine. Wait. Yeah. Gotta get him drunk? <laughs> you, have to, you have to get him drunk? <laughs> Fucking seriously? Anyway, this book is gonna be amazing, and I'm so excited that so many people I know and love are doing good stuff for it, and it's gonna be really cool. I'm so happy. So um, go 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 buy them. Love is love. IDW and DC, I believe, are the two publishers. Uh, but yeah, definitely go check it out. Um, so if you like uh, anything that we're doing here, comics, politics, movies, TV, video games, I don't care what it is. Talking about oral sex life. Oral sex no, life. which is totally not on the table. If you had only heard so what you, we recorded. So you don't do it on the table. Before. I have never <laughs> had sex on a table. Really? He, wants to, he doesn't want it to break underneath gross. That's them. where people eat. I didn't say sex. I mean, I eat in bed and I have sex there too. You have sex in the river. Oh. What river? I don't know. A river <laughs> runs through Up, Phil? It's too cold. There must have been something in the world. <laughs> Stop. That is, not, that is not the same. No, we are Flame On. We are a gay geeky podcast. If you have not already figured that out. We are. We want Y'all you, are homosexuals? We want you. Fuck this, I'm out. We want you to know about us, and we want you to spread the word. We want you to tell your friends. Tell spread your family. Them. Go to that awkward Thanksgiving dinner and say, you know, I have been drawing strength from this Flame on podcast. Slanderous podcast. Slanderous. <laughs> shady podcast. But no, so we shady. want you to tell us that you're listening. We want you to know that you are a fan, that you are enjoying what you're hearing. And if you are really a big fan, you want to give back to Flame On, you can go to Patreon. Nerdyshow.com slash Patreon. And you can earmark money towards Flame On. Several friends of ours, friends of the show have done that. Shout out to Ron who came I into know. town and I he came to so visit me. Jealous. I, I, I missed him. I, I so missed him. I told him, I said, What what are you doing on Sunday? Oh, oh, you got a thing? You got a thing? Okay. Shout out to his fine ass fuck of a man. Right? He's, got a, he's got a man. He's got oh, yeah. he, he's got a man. Oh yeah. Woo! Oh. Yeah. I didn't know Woo. that. I didn't know yep. that. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. Well, he's out in La La Land. And yeah. He's doing his thing. He's, he's really good. It was, I was so happy to see him. Well, we are a fan of Ron. We love him. He supported us very strongly. And if you guys like this sort of thing, if you want this programming to continue, it's like NPR. you got to give a little bit of something back. And nerdyshow.com slash Patreon is a way to do that. We can't generate this content without your support. We cannot drink um, woodwork, buy one, get one free, cab sav, and... Dogfish 120 without your support. We cannot order from local pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> That's an expensive. They were on um, Restaurant Impossible. Just yep. What is that place again? Uh, Tornatore's Pizza Redacted. <laughs> Redacted. Redacted. Okay. When I went with Redacted, who was from Redacted, <laughs> and we had pizza at Redacted. Redacted. <laughs> okay.
Okay, hold on. I've already switched everything in my mind. I think I'm ready to go. And if you're not getting enough oral in your life, you Jesus can totally Christ. hear me on Drag is the New Spandex, also called All Queens and Me. In my mind, we did an interview with Ariel Italic, which or was you, amazing. Thank you. Or you could totally hear me on Stupid Popcast. That's stupid with two O's and Popcast with a P, where I'm with a bisexual. And then, uh, Jess, I don't want to really decide what she is. I think she's like a liberated woman. I'll just leave it at that. And if that's not enough, you could totally check out my comic book, and Westworld reviews on SciFiPulse.net. Why? Because .nets are still cool. They are, and Westworld is amazing. We're going to have a micro mm -hmm. about that in the near future when it wraps up, or right before it wraps up. Right before. Right before. At some point. At some point. Very oh. close to when it wraps up. Okay. Are we Hopefully in this timeline. I think so. And if, again, FlameOnShow.com on Facebook, FlameOnPodcast on Twitter, because we like to be different. Reach out to us, tweet us, tell us how much of a fuck up we are. Caress us. To, you can caress us. Give too. us suggestions. You can you can rage shout against how awful we are and protest us. That's cool too. We'll do anything you, can you tell us. You can us by boycott going to patreon.com forward slash nerdy show and showing us what's what by donating money. Seriously, I don't care. At this point, do what you gotta do. And thanks for listening. Flame off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. Flame On was created by Brian Pittard and is engineered by Pat O'Rourke. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other nerdy show programs, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. Follow us at Flame On Podcast on Twitter and Flame On Show on Facebook, Tumblr, and all your favorite gay hookup apps. If it's gay and geeky, we've got you covered. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.